Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Amen, Rob. Thank you, Brother Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. Thank you, God. I receive a following dream to a following revelation, hallelujah, that I received a few days ago. Thank you, Lord. I will share that after we go into God's word. My brother and sister, we are in Job chapter 9. Remember, Tuesday 9, our prophetic Bible study. Amen. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Shalom, Sister Regina. Brother Robert. Shalom. Amen. Job 9, verse 1 says, Job answered and said, I know in truth it is so, but how shall men be judged before God? In other words, how would the day of judgment be? Okay, because that, that's a good question. How would the day of judgment be? Because that day is coming. That day, it's, it's a day ahead that God has chosen where he, where he is going to judge every single human being. And we better be ready for it, though. We better be ready for the day of judgment because it's coming. My brother and sister, some of us will be there. Okay? Verse 3. If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him in a thousand. So in the day of judgment, if someone decides to argue his case, that's what contend means, argue your case, okay? You cannot answer God who can answer you a thousand words per word that you will say. Okay, per word that you will say, God has a thousand words against you, against humanity. So humanity, my brother and sister, the only thing we can do right now is repent and seek the Lord with all our heart, not leaning on our own understanding. Prepare to meeting the Lord because he is coming. Okay? Joel said if he will contend with him, he cannot answer him in one in a thousand. Shalom, Sister Luna. So it, it's basically... When we are all before God, each one individually, that's why personal relationship with the Lord is one-on-one. Our personal relationship with Jesus is one-on-one, okay? When you look to the Lord, always remember it's between you and him, it's between him and I, okay? Praise you. That's personal relationship. Talk to him. Know that he's your God. He's your friend. He's there for all of us. My brother and sisters. And then on that day, it's going to be one-on-one with God. And if we were content with him, Joe said, he can answer, okay, cannot answer him in a thousand. One, one question for a thousand that God would have. So it will, it will not be good for any angel, anyone to try to argue with God because they will not win. It's impossible. Okay, verse 4, he is wise and hard, mighty in strength, who has who ha hardened himself against him and has prospered. No one has. No one has. No one who has hardened himself against God, okay, has prospered. So we need to understand that God is almighty, okay, it, we may not comprehend God right now much, but God revealed himself through his own creation. And if we want to see him and understand him, 
You got to ask him to help you and I to understand him, understand his will, keep his word, be holy, be righteous, because we cannot do it on our own. After Jesus gave several Bible studies to his disciples, right by John 15, verse 4 and 5, Jesus said, without me, there's nothing you can do. We need the Lord for everything, my brothers and sisters. You need to understand that. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5, who remove a mountain, and they know it not, who overturn them in his anger, my brothers and sisters. So God can do anything, in other words. Okay, and we have to submit to his will, simply what it is. Not our own, but his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In our lives, because we're earthly. We're made of earth, dust from the earth, remember? It will be done in our life as it is in heaven, and all the angels, and all creation, and all spirit, and all creature, archangel, cherub, seraphim. That's what is done, the will of God. When I was speaking with that seraphim friend of mine in heaven, he, he says to me to look to doing God's will, not to look to the left and right, just to go forward, he says. No matter what. And the reason is because they don't think of themselves right in the throne of God. They think of the will of God always. Doing the will of God. No matter what it costs. My brother and sister. And you say, how can that? And actually, that will make them very happy. Very joyful. Very peaceful. Okay? Because when you and I seek to do God's will... He gives us the joy and the peace through the process. Okay? It may be difficult at the beginning because you're denying yourself. You're taking your cross and you're following him. And that's very difficult to do. Not impossible with Lord. That's why Jesus said that with God, all things are possible. His Bible started to the disciples. It's with his help that we're going to be able to walk, to live, to be right to be holy, to be pure, to be able to keep his commandment. It's depending on him. It's learning of him who is humble and meek of heart. So we will find rest for us. So, my brother and sister, thank you, Jesus. Verse 6, who shaketh the earth out of, out of her place and the pillar thereof tremble? All the shaking of the earth that is Happening every day, minus and big ones that are coming. It's God doing so. And he's angry. Of his anger, okay, the mountain moves. Who removed the mountain and they know it not? Who overturned him in his anger? When he's angry, the mountains move. God is so angry in the last days that we're going to begin to see mountains being removed out of the place. Volcanoes awakening. The the sea shaking, tsunami. The earth shaking. And he will even shake the heavens. My brother and sister. He when he looks down here, the stinkiness that his nostrils smell, he's not okay with. People think that God is okay with sin. No, he is not. He is too holy and too righteous to be smelling the stinkiness of dead carcass coming to him every day. And he is tired of it. And he wants to end it already. And he's going to end it. 
The thing with God is he has given his word. And when God is not like man, the man will give the word and break it. They will say, but this is how things are going to go about. And at the end of this time, I will come again. And I will do so. I will accomplish my will, God says. If it's man, it would end up, it would end everything already. Because man is not long-suffering like God. God is long-suffering. God is truly patient. That no one will perish. Even though they're doing so much evil, practicing so much evil, killing so much innocent babies, pouring so much innocent blood, he is so merciful. He is so good. This morning, he began to show me here in America, America was in pain dwelling. Their leader, I don't know how he had passed away, but the whole country was in a funeral marching on their land. The whole country. In this revelation, I knew that their leader had passed away. And everyone were grieving. It's like the entire nation was grieving. And I know a lot of people do it out of respect. That I understand. And, and there was like a big moment of silence for the leader that had passed away. And as I was there, standing there, I also in respect. Because when people pass away, the Bible tells us, we need to have respect, my brother and sister, for the dead. And just in that regard, um, I was, you know, being respectful. But I noticed that most everyone was dressed in black. Some people gray color, black and gray. But mostly everybody was dressed in black all over the country. And were paying their respect for the leaders who have passed. And it was all a big funeral all over the country. This is surely to come to pass. I knew. As I'm standing there, my brothers and sisters, as I heard a, a, a woman of God said a few hours ago, that so you'd see the confirmation. In her dream, she, she heard the beast say, I want to join my my kingdom, my system, with the current system that is practically fallen. And this time, those that did not take my vaccine and my RFID will have to. They're not going to get away from me this time. They're going to, there's been many who thought that they got away from me, he said. This is the Antichrist speaking. He used his word. Many have gotten away from me, and I've taken my vaccine or my ship. And they think they got away from me. He says, no one will get away from me, he says. It will be my kingdom on the earth. And they will have to all come under my, my ruling, he says. The word that the sister said. As she was listening. And I tell you why her revelation from the Lord 
last nine, I believe it was, or the nine before she had hers. I have mine this morning. It made so much sense. Because in this funeral that I was watching, the whole country was grieving. Just like when it happened when President Kennedy passed away or was killed. And um, my brother and sister, as I was watching, it was like during that difficult moment, they turned on the the the, the computer that are tied in with the nanotechnology in the vaccine, and people rage and anger right away. But it was a rage that I was looking at people. But looking at their face, I knew they were not going to stop. They began to fight with one another. And I'm like, wow. It was like for a moment, the funeral that I was watching, God was like giving me another revelation. Within the same time, that near this time of this funeral that is coming up, they're going to turn the, the B system will be tied with this system. This coming up Friday of this week, they're going to test their system. Okay? Someone said that the system of the beast is perfect already. And when it comes into tying up with this system, everything is going to change. But one of the things that are included in the B system is if you have money in the bank, anywhere, credit union, no matter what, you will have to be fully vaccinated and fully RFID. That's part of the B system that they're going to test this Friday for eight hours to see how is it going to work. They already did a, a cell phone testing in this nation. They want to make sure they have control of everyone's cell phone, computer, and everything. And this Friday coming up, they're going to, I believe it's the 24th, test the system for eight hours. So a lot of people are going to see things happening in the computer, on the cell phones, and much more. But what this system was listening to last night and what I was watching this morning from the Lord was completely about all this system. And God has said to her, I'm going to allow the system of the beast, okay, to begin to, to the beast to do some of these things. Because, again, many don't believe until they see it. But once it's, it's on, like the by seeing, a lot of people have no choice but to take it. The moment to make their choice, their decision, is now, not tomorrow. Okay, it's now. Okay, I'm going to play an audio so you, so you can see what certain people God is revealing to them and what we are today. The church is practically out. Of course, God's going to take his church out because they're planning to begin the World War III. Very short. They got everything. All the testing they've been doing under the sea. It's preparing for World War III, massive. 
nuclear fight between themselves. It is with an agenda and a purpose that they're going to do so. But we need to be wise. We need to be wise, my brother and sister, in the last days. The bride of Christ, who is going home in the rapture, is wise. And there's a reason for it, my brother and sister. Let me keep reading Job 9, 7. Who commanded the sun, and it rises not, and sealed up the stars? Who alone has spread it out of the heaven, and tread it upon the wave of the sea? Who maketh the Arturias Orion, and the plates of the chamber of the south? Who, who doth great things past finding it out, yea, it wandereth without number? Okay? Lord, he goes by me. And I see him not, he passeth also, but I perceive him not. Before, behold, he taketh away, who can hinder him? Who will say unto him, what does thou, what does thou? If God will not withdraw his anger, the proud helper will stoop under him. In other words, they have no chance under God's anger. God's rule, God's in control. And God, as he said to his prophet, he's going to use his fallen one to bring humanity to their knees. And many are here allowed in our government, as Father showed me. And they're not here for good. Many of them fallen ones are behind the AI technology, as people call it, but they, which are actually demons. And every time they say they want a better AI, they get a bigger demon. My brother and sister, it's terrible. But that's the fact behind the scene. And, and if you want to know more, you got to ask the Lord for more. Verse 13, how much less shall I answer him and choose all my word to reason with him? Although I was righteous, yet, yet I will not answer, but I will make supplication to my judge because you cannot argue with God and think it will be okay if you don't repent and that's what the wicked have done over the years and Joel said that he will not do so yet I will not answer but I will make supplication to my judge said Joel it's the way you approach God in, in humility you humble yourself and you recognize who God is not the disrespect God is getting on the earth today from people. Talking like they can talk to God how they feel like it. Disrespect God as they feel like it. That's not going to fly with them. And destruction will come upon them suddenly like a woman in travail and pain. Okay? And they will not escape, the Bible says. That's why some people are going to get judgment in the days to come, sudden judgment. They won't even have time to say, I'm sorry. They won't have time to repent. They won't have time to get on their knees and cry out to God. It will be sudden. Before they say a word, they're gone. And they're not gone to a better place. That's what the audio is about, sister, we're talking. About a man who people say, oh, he's gone to a better place. And in hell he say, People on earth say that I've gone to a better place, but I am not, he says. 
Oh, my brother and sister. There's a lot of ignorance on this earth. And in the days to come, it's going to be shown so clear. My brother and sister, people that have not spent time in repenting will find out that they have wasted precious time. Verse 16. And if I had called and he had answered me, yet would I not believe that he had hearkened unto my voice? For he breaketh me with a tempest and multiplied my wound without cause. Because he was the one who told Satan, Have thou not considered my servant Job, who is not righteous on the land like him? He is the one putting Job through this test. Though you make him me rise against him. God is the one putting Job through this hard, difficult test. Not planning to kill him, but planning to change him. Because every test and trial you and I go through is to change us, purify us, sanctify us, my brother and sister. And when we complain, like Israel in the wilderness, we don't advance. We only advance when we humble ourselves like Moses and Aaron. What did Moses do when people murmur? And Aaron, they went on the ground and put their head on the ground. They humbled himself. People murmur, Moses humbled himself. Because Moses had wisdom from God to know God and say, this is not going to go well with them. That's how the righteous walk. That's how the righteous live with God. My brother and sister, the people murmur and complain. And Moses brought his head down to the ground and cried out to God for mercy. Because he knew the outcome of the murmuring. And I hear a lot of people murmuring, and I know the outcome of it. And it makes me go down and say, God, I'm sorry. It makes me repent even more like Moses. Because it makes me think about my own soul. It makes me think about my own salvation when I hear people murmur. And I say, I'm sorry, God. I do not want to murmur. Because Moses did the opposite of what they did. Because Moses knew God's power. That God can not be stopped by anybody. And if he decides to break you, no one can stop him. Look what Joe said. For he breaks me with tempest. My brother and sisters. And multiply my wounds without cause. So if you think that murmuring will get you out, it will actually destroy you. Humbling yourself is where God will raise you. You want to be the greater, humble yourself. You want to be great in the kingdom, be a servant, Jesus said. That's humbling yourself, my brother and sister. And that's why Moses was great in the kingdom of God. It was because Moses humbled himself. Thank you, Lord, for that example. Verse 18. He will not suffer me to take my breath, but fill me with bitterness. Even when someone bitter comes to you complaining, it's a test of God over your life, not of that person, because God knows every heart. And even created the wicked for the, for the evil day, the Bible says. And God will allow people to murmur like he did with Moses and Aaron, to watch what you would do. It's not for you to raise your finger in your hand and say, oh, you wicked, you are going to go to hell. 
if God will give you the chance like Moses to rebuke the children of Israel, you will do so. But there are moments where God wants you to be quiet and humble yourself and pray. My brother and sister, hallelujah. He raises this person. He will not suffer me to take my breath, but fill me with bitterness. And will touch your lips, will touch your life bitterness. But if you humble yourself and repent of it, God will take it out. It will go away. It is just a test. I've been there, like Job. Like Job, I've been tested there. Tested there. And I know that's not of God. Verse 19. If I speak of my strength, Lord, he is strong. And if I, a, if, if of judgment, who should set my, a time to plead? My brother and sister. That's why when I think about judgment, immediately the first thing I think about is mercy. Because mercy triumphs over judgment. So every time, judgment, mercy. Because I heard Jesus, I've seen Jesus. When Father's been talking to me about judgment to come, Jesus says, Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. I've seen Jesus doing that. Why? To teach me well, how we should behave before God. When God speaks to us about judgment, we should say, Father, have mercy. Father, like Christ, Father, have mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's always an example to us in every way. Verse 20. For if I justify myself, my own mouth shall condemn me. And if I say I am perfect, I shall also be proved prove me perverse. Oh, 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 my Lord, my God. Have mercy on us. People that go around telling other people how perfect they are. When God put them to test, they realize how perverse they've been in their lives. Then they think I'm a dead man. And God lets them know, I allow this to, for you to repent and confess your sin like everybody else. When Brother Larry asked, Father, Father, take pride away from me. God has revealed to him how wicked pride is, and we all have it. He says, my son, you're going to have pride until the last second I take you out of this earth. Because you're going to be tested in the last second before you come out of this earth. For the last second you're in this earth, you'll be tested. My brother and sister, it's difficult here. Because every single human being, doesn't matter if you're a minister or not. People say, minister to be preaching. No, everybody should be preaching. Minister to be holy. No, everybody should be holy. You, you think that if God judges me based on, on the holiness of his word, his son, you think he's not going to judge you on, on the same base on that day? He will judge us both the same. Side by side, you and I will be standing. And side by side, we, we both will be compared to Christ. And you can say that God is not fair because Brother Elby has been walking with me longer than I. And it, or Brother Elby has been preaching your word longer. And God will say, so what are you trying to say? Tell me what you're trying to say. Because my word says that thou shalt be holy. 
Thou shalt be righteous. Thou shalt be repenting every day. Then now my son began his ministry calling people to repent because the kingdom of God was a hand. Then not the disciple began telling people to repent. So what is your excuse, my child? I want to hear your excuse. But Father, and he, he was said, by my word, my son. You see, we will all be judged on the same basics before God, a righteous, holy God. We will all be compared to Christ. How much are you like him? If you are repenting daily of your sins and trespasses, you will appear like him on that day, just like him. If his blood has been cleansing you every day, when you are brought before him, the great judge, when you are looked upon in heaven, they will see Christ in you, my brother and sister. They will see him in you. And they say, wow, the Lord is in you. Just just like him, holy and righteous. So that's the way we're supposed to look anyway in God's creation. Creation should look like the Son of God. Everything created was created like him. My brother and sister, he says in Genesis that he created men in his image. And not just in his image, he also created men in his likeness. That is holy and righteousness. So if you say I'm in the image of God, where do you leave his likeness? It's in holy, holiness and righteousness. He is a holy and righteous God, perfect God. And in that same, he created us, you and I. That same holiness and righteousness. So what excuse do we have? None, my brother and sisters. You know that you can learn evil, but if you don't learn evil, what do you practice? Righteousness, my brother and sister. Notice that a, a, a baby, when he's born, he doesn't do evil. He learns evil. My baby girl, before she went to school, four years old, you should hear her talking. Every word that came out of her mouth was about love, joy, and peace. Just how God made her to be. She was born so pure that I, we were how, thinking, how are we going to send her to school, how the system is today? Now she gets angry like other children. She had learned behavior from other children that she didn't have on her own. She's speaking words. She had learned words that she had not spoke on her own nature from God. It was joy and peace in the Lord and loving even God, she would say. My brother and sister, that's how each and one of us are born, born from God. Chosen, elected from him. My brother and sister, what have we learned on this earth? Evil. Thanks that this is why you need to watch out what you shouldn't watch on television. You have to supervise them because they will learn evil. In this earth, you will learn evil. And so what do we do with righteousness? We remind them of righteousness by reminding them of Christ, reminding them of the Lord. Remind them of the word, on whom they are in God. That's what we do. 
We remind them of their true nature in God, holiness and righteousness from him. My brother and sisters, Adam was not born with any defect in the garden. The serpent had to come in and learn. And Adam learned from the serpent evil, lies. The first thing that the serpent taught even Adam was to lie. That they will be like God. That was a lie. My brother and sister, a type of idolatry in that same word. Being like God is like creating an image like of him. Believing that in your own lower nature, even Jesus said that the Father is greater than I. My brother and sister. And the devil was telling them that they could be like God. He lied. My brother and sister, he taught them lies. Because the devil knew that they didn't know lies. They didn't know my brother and sister sin. He needed to teach them that in order so they can practice it all the time, my brother and sister. And why there's so much pornographic material on the internet? Because the person who could, the devil, of course, is behind it, demons. And then, my brother and sister, people learn it through them. And they keep practicing. They teach other people. And they teach other people. My brother and sister, why do they steal young girls so many times? So many in the United States and around the world. Millions of young ladies are being stolen around the world every year. Millions. And that had never stopped for so many years. To bring them into prostitution and so much more. To teach them the things they don't know. My brother and sisters. To make them wicked and evil. My brother and sister. And ministering to young lady and prostitute in the street. This is how you learn what I'm telling you tonight. Because they'll tell you, I wish I did not learn what I learned. I wish my uncle did not abuse me. I wish my father did not abuse me, young lady will tell you, that I, that I prostitute now for years in the street. Someone introduced them to wickedness, my brother and sister. And that's how they have become this way. Okay? They were young, innocent, like they say. They will sit there for you for hours and cry while they're telling you this. And there, there was I ministering to them in the street. We're leading them to God. That's why one of my joy was when I was taken to heaven a couple of a little couple of years ago. There were two prostitutes that I knew. One that the Lord allowed me to lead up to the Lord. They were both up there with Brother Milton side by side with him in young glorified bodies. The Lord brings me to see them. And I immediately knew this with this prostitute, that prostitute that, that died and had been been with the Lord. One of them was a prostitute for over 40 years. That was a testimony. My brother and sister, the other one's over 20. My brother and sister. And they truly gave their life to the Lord and passed away. My brother and sister in the hospital. And now they're in heaven. My brother, I thank the Lord because I was able to minister to, to the one, one of them that I saw in heaven. Gave her a word from the Lord. The Lord gave me a word and go speak to her. I was on my way, I remember, to a fasting to eat. And I just wanted to get home and eat because when you've been fasting, you know, like, I got I to gotta go and eat because I got to go to work on Monday. And But the Lord says, no, go speak to her now. 
it is death, death or, or life. She's going to die, the Lord says. Right, okay. Wow, I forgot about eating. And I went to her, and I was I would help the pastor with right, giving people right to the house. And my mother-in-law was in the car. And I said, will you come and help me pray and minister to her? She always remember that. And, and she was on the side of the road, and I called her by name. She looked at me and said, no one had called me by that name. How do you know my name? My brother and sister, the Lord spoke that name to me, her name to me, when he was speaking to me in the car. And I went and called her by her name. And she stopped and looked back and said, she began to shake and tremble. And I said, I have a word from the Lord for your life. And she, she said that she couldn't move her legs. She could not even take the next step. She was shaking. My brother and sisters. And I said, you have 30 days to live, saith the Lord. Choose in this day to give your life to the Lord and commit your life to him. 30 days, saith the Lord, that you have to live. And she looking at me. Oh, brother, will you pray for me? That very moment, I would like to repent. Yes. Yes. God was already working with her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then people wonder, you know, when, when God gave them a word, you got 30 days to live. Can you, can you, if you repent, you have more days. In her case, no. She didn't have no more than 30 days. And when the last week came, her daughter, the word backsliding, said that we're going to take this, this ministry of Brother Elvie and we're going to put him to shame. If, if his word don't come to pass this week, it was Monday, the word will be for finished that month on Friday. Friday 9, 12 noon was the end of the word. And they said after Friday, Saturday morning, we're going to go and confront him and put him to shame in front of the congregation. Because he should not be going around giving people work like this. Who do he think he is? And my brother Milton, I remember, came to me and told me what they said and what was said and said, be careful. And I said, why do I need to be careful? Because some of the family are troublemakers and they can try to jump you or beat you, even kill you, brother Elvis. Be careful. And I said, no, I trust the Lord. The Lord is our protection. I said, Brother Elvie, are you sure about the word? You said 30 days, and this Friday is the end of the 30 days. Are you sure? I said, Brother, the Lord giving me the word. I heard the Lord giving me the word, and that's what I gave her. Well, she's in the hospital, and her daughter saying that she's getting better. And they said that they're going to keep her for a few more days. She had had an overdose. And then they're bringing her home. And that Thursday night on that week, the day before the Thursday night, the Lord spoke to another of his servants, a pastor, and said, go to the hospital and go speak to her. 
because it's the last day for her. And the Lord reminded him of the word. And someone told him about me, but he didn't know me. He didn't know me. And when he was in the hospital praying for her, he was telling her, I heard that some young man, Brother Elvie, had given you a word. And I don't know him. But I tell you right now, I know that it's from the Lord. You need to repent. You need to confess the Lord. You need to get right. I was in my house, and the Lord spoke to me to come and minister to you. That word is going to come to pass tomorrow. Have no doubt in you that the word is going to come to pass. And I remember my brother and sister that that Friday night, it was 11 o'clock, one more hour to 12, my brother and sister. And she was still sitting in bed speaking with her daughter. Her daughter was so happy that her mother was getting better. And she was going to come out of the hospital. Okay? They were taking her vitals from the hospital. The nurses were there in and out. That she had an IV, and she was getting a lot better. She was not anymore in intensive care. They had moved her to the less, my brother and sister, and um, she was doing better, my brother and sister. That was 11 p.m. that Friday night. And that Friday night, she said to her daughter, I got to say goodbye to you and begin to hug her, hug her daughters, twins she had. And says, I'm going to lay down, my brother and sister. I'm going to lay down. And she laid down at 11.15. After she laid down, they tried to awaken her. She was gone. She was completely gone. My brother and sister, the nurse came. They checked her. It's like they could not understand. My brother and sister, 11.15 p.m., she was gone 100%. My brother came. The doctor, nurse came running, checked her. She just said goodbye to us. She, she was getting better. What happened? No explanation. None. My brother and sister, she was gone. Completely gone. The daughter were crying. The daughter were repenting to God. They finally realized anyone can give out a word, but when the word comes from God, my brother and sister, oh Lord, have mercy. It comes from Him. It just comes from Him. So we need we need to walk like like Job. If I justify my own mouth, so. Hallelujah, shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, he shall also prove me per, uh, perverse. Though I were perfect, ye will, I know, not know my soul. I will despite myself. And then, this is all one thing. Therefore I say it, he destroyeth the perfect and the wicked. But my brother and sister, and if the scourge slay suddenly, he will laugh at the trial of the innocence. 
The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces and judges thereof. There is not where and who is he. Now my days are smitted in the carrier. They flee away. They see no good. Job began to question God and how he had ordained everything to be. But this is what he learned of him. This is what you learn. Your trial and your tribulation is not to destroy you, neither to confuse you. It will actually, when you humble yourself, bring clarity to your mind, to your understanding of who God is. And God will reveal himself to you when you humble yourself to him, as he did to Job. Notice the question that Job is having. And then for a moment you start thinking, why is he thinking this way? And it's at this moment is when God is putting him to the harder part of the trial. And the harder part of the trial when we're going through a trial is, is God still with me? Has he about to abandon me? How he has forsaken me? And we have all these questions going through our mind and our heart. But then as, as we decide to humble ourselves like Moses did, instead of murmuring like the people, him and Aaron put their face to the ground. They humble us and cry out to God. And that's when God revealed himself to them. My brother and sister, in such a special way. There was like no man like Moses and Aaron in their time. As they cry out and humble themselves to God, God reveals himself to them. And Moses spoke with God face to face. Because instead of murmuring, he humbled himself. And this is where people miss to receive what God has for them. Because instead of humbling themselves, they murmur. They murmur. Murmuring will not get you anywhere. Hallelujah. Verse 26. They are passed away as the sweet ships, as the eagle that hasten to the prey. If I say I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my heaviness and my comfort myself. I am afraid of all my sorrow. I know that thou will not hold me innocent. And as long as, like Joe, we know that God will not hold us innocent because it's sin in us. Hello, Brother Joseph. Every human being needs to come to the understanding that there is sin in us, that we sin in so many ways. As long as you know that you're not innocent of your sin. I remember when Jesus said to me, my son, don't try to justify yourself. Repent, he says. Okay? Don't try. And, and that's what we do. We try. The children of Israel, and they're murmuring. You know what murmuring is? The meaning of murmuring spiritually? You're trying to justify yourself to what you're going through. Instead of repenting and letting the blood of Jesus justify us, my brother and sister, murmuring as you trying to justify yourself, don't do so. The Lord told me not to do so. Verse 9, if I be wicked, why then label I in vain? Verse 30, if I wash myself with snow water and make my hand never so clean. Nothing can cleanse us 
can purify us before God like the blood of Jesus. Nothing can. Nothing can. That's why God ordained that the high priest will bring the blood of the bull and the animal before the altar. Because that blood represented the blood of Jesus. My brother and sister, it was pointing that something better God had in store for us. God had planned before the foundation of the earth that his own son, innocent and pure, will go to the cross, the lamb that will take the sin of the world. My brother and sister, that's what gives us entrance into heaven to you and I. When you and I are ratchet departure, so the only reason why heaven will receive us is because we've been under the blood of Jesus repenting. And we've been justified by his blood, by what Jesus did on the cross. And that gave us entrance unto God, to heaven. This cannot be any other way. There's no other way under the sun in which man can be justified. It has to be by his grace and mercy. There cannot be any other way. His blood cleanses us. God gives us entrance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Before I asked God to bring him into heaven, I reminded him of what Jesus did for me on the cross. His sacrifice for me. Thank you, Lord. God loves that. God loves that you know what his son has done for you. That you don't go around trying to justify yourself, saying, you know, I've been a Christian for so many years, so what if you have not been repenting? So what if you're 80 and you've been a Christian since you were a baby, if you have not been repenting? Will your own testimony justify you? Will you go in the church all your life will justify you? No, it will not. It has it can only be the blood of Jesus. That's the only sacrifice God will accept. If you sacrifice yourself all your life for God, but you have not repented of your sin, you will not be allowed to heaven. And you can get as mad as you want of God. It's the blood of Jesus that justifies us when we repent. That's what God wants to see in our life. The blood of his son cleansing us from all unrighteousness. My brother and sister, oh, I thank you, Lord. Verse 31, you shall, you shall thou plot me in a ditch, and my own clothes shall abhor me. For he is not a man as I am, that I should answer him. And we shall come together in judgment. Every single human being is going to come together with God in judgment. What will be your excuse? That you think God will justify you than the blood of Jesus. Because humanity thinks that they can come to God any other way. But not through Christ. And they are wrong. My brother and sisters. And many are in hell today. Thinking about their lives. How do they miss it? If they went to church so many years, they preached the Bible so many years, they did so many miracles so many years, they're thinking in hell, how do they miss it? It is the blood of Jesus that justifies us. And that has come to a clear understanding to them in hell. The only problem is it's too late. It is too late for them because they were given the opportunity. My brother and sister, 
Verse 33. Neither is any mediator between us who might lay hand upon us both. He's wondering about a mediator. My brother and sisters. There has to be someone else that can intercede for us day and night. And that is Jesus. There has to be. God is too righteous. Father is too holy. He is holy, holy, holy. Three times holy. My brother and sister, three times holy. So there has to be someone who says, I am holy, that can approach God. And that is the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who says, I am holy. If Jesus said, I am holy, 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 we're in trouble. He says, I am holy. Father is holy, holy, holy. And Jesus said, Father is greater than I. Thank you, Lord. He can bring us to Father because he's holy. My brother and sister, he can bring us to him through his blood, his life, dead on the cross. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Verse 34, let him take his right away from me, and let not fear of him terrify me. Thank you, Lord, because when God turns like he's going to do in the last day against his enemy, they will be terrified of him. Fallen angels are going to be terrified of God. They've never been terrified of anybody. But when Father comes against them, when the Lord comes against them, they are going to know through darkness. Because the day of the Lord come back with darkness, as the prophet. And they don't know this one. They're going to be terrified. They think they know. But they don't know. They are going to run for their lives. When the Lord comes with them, my brother and sister, they will be like, like looking which way in the day of the Lord and wondering, wow, they will not escape. They will not escape. When the Lord comes, remember Jesus showed me, in the end of the seventh year, he lit it up the whole earth. But it was not like the, the sunlight. It was like millions upon millions of degrees in light. It's like taking you and I and putting us in the middle of the sun. What sun? No, the planet Sirius. The planet Sirius is bigger than the sun. I don't know how many of you know about planets. There is a planet called Sirius. The planet Sirius is thousands or billions of times bigger than the sun. It has more powerful bright light than the sun. Okay? And it's like taking us and putting us inside Sirius. My brother and sister. And it's so bright that you can see nothing inside. I've been in that light in heaven. And I could not see nothing. The Lord had to take me out of his light. In order for me to see. And you think about a liar for you to see, right? His lie is so powerful that will blind you completely. My brother and sister. You, we have, we got to get used to that light. That's why God led me to understand. In the new earth, after the millennium, when God brings the new Jerusalem, Father took me there not long ago, I remember. God was on the earth. Almighty God, Father, Holy, Holy, Holy Father. 
he was on the earth. His throne was on the earth, on the new earth, my brother insisted. His glory covered the earth so amazingly. There was total peace, total joy, my brother insisted. And Father was on the earth. His feet was on the earth. His throne was on the earth. My brother and sister, he allowed me to come closer to it. It took me time to come closer to his throne because his light was like lightning coming out of his throne. And it's so bright. It's so, and not only bright, it's powerful because he, he, he's so powerful. He's almighty God. And you feel immediately that he's going to consume you because he's all consuming fire. As his word says. And I was walking, trying to come close to it. And I had to stop for a distance. And I knew in me from God that if I stop and wait, my glorified body can get used to the light, get used to the glory of God. And I, as I stopped and waited, I began to get used to it a little better. Then I began to walk closer, and as I began to walk closer, it was too strong and too mighty. I had to stop again. And as I stopped, my glorified body, it was like my glorified body was feeding out of that glory, out of that light. And God was making it easier for me. And again, I began to walk close to it, and I had to stop again. Wow. I felt like I was being consumed. My brothers, I had to stop. And we were on the earth, new earth. And that glory was on the earth. His throne was on the earth, as the Bible says. And then I was able to come closer. I could not see God Almighty, Father. He was in that glory because the glory was too powerful and too strong. I could not see his face. I could not see him. I know the Lord must have been in there, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I could not, I don't think I was allowed to come that closer. I must have been like 50 feet away. That's the closer I came, 50, maybe 25 feet. Could not come any closer. I could not see into that glory because it was too powerful. My brother and sister, it was only a revelation for me to experience God. In a way, how we are going to live with God on the new earth when the new Jerusalem comes down to the earth, my brother and sister. It is an experience that I had with him that I love and cherish, my brother and sister. But the Bible said, my brother and sister, John said, I saw the new holy city, new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Prepare us a bride adorned for a husband. Thank you, Lord. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. This is the greatest gift creation can ever have. It's having God on earth, on the new earth with us. Dwelling 
among us because when he does come, my brother and sister, it will be perfect. The air will be perfect always. The water, I saw the water. I saw the air. I saw the water. It was perfect. When I said I saw the air, I didn't see no contamination on the air. It was like you could see through it, and you can see much farther than what we can see now because it was so perfect. I believe the contamination of the air had even limited our view of things. Maybe that's what's clouding a lot of people's minds. That's why I believe it's the devil looking to contaminate in the air because it clouds people's minds. My brother and sister. And Father was there on the earth. The throne was like upon a mountain. But it was it was it was perfect. Out from that where Father was, I looked down to the sea. And it was perfect blue, clear water. My brother and sister. I I come from the island of the Dominican Republic. The water, the sea is very beautiful and clear. But this that God was showing me, our water back in the island don't even come close to it. Maybe not even 1% of what God was showing me. It was beyond beauty. It was beyond perfection what God was showing me with him down here. It says that the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they should be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. God revealed himself to Job through testing and trial. It was the only way Job came to the understanding, hallelujah, of who God is. My brother and sister. It's not like people think that when God say, I'm bringing judgment upon the earth, there's a fear that come upon people right away. And they think that God just wants to destroy the earth. And it's the opposite. He wants to save people by bringing the judgment. My brother, there's nothing evil that come out of him. There's only good because when Jesus was was told that he was good. He said, no, but it's only good by my Father who is in heaven. So when God who is good, the only one that can be called good is God, our Father in heaven, decide to bring judgment, you can expect goodness out of him. In that judgment, you can expect him saving people. You know, I never knew the Father is the one that brings people to Christ. The Father is the one that has risen me and many others to preach his word, to bring people to Christ so they can be saved. I didn't know this until I was reminded by the Lord that Jesus said no one can come to him unless the Father brings them. The greater evangelist of all is Father, Bible existence. And there are people still being saved because God's his mercy, and do it forever. He's still reaching out to people and bringing them to Christ. What will make him anger? 
if it bring people to Christ and they don't take the opportunity of receiving the Lord, that will really make them angry. Could you imagine? You're bringing someone who's about to die to someone who can save you and, and put you right there next to him. And all you have to do is receive Christ. And the person said, look, give your life to Jesus right now. Repent of your sin and trespasses. And that person turns away and rejects the Lord. My brother and sister, hallelujah. It's not his will that anyone will perish. You can interview anyone in hell and ask them if God was the one who sent them there. And they'll tell you it was by their own decision that they made. They have that clear understanding in hell now. Because hell is real as heaven is real. And then when the demon brings a person to hell, a demon could have been in a person 80, 100 years. And the moment the person comes to hell, the demon has to leave the person, leave the soul alone, and let that person go to his torment. Barbara and sister. And the demon can make laugh at the person. Oh, I've been in your life, ruining your life for 80 years, 90 years. Because if you don't rebuke them, they won't go. They won't go. They'll stay. They'll stay there. They stay there quiet, hidden in people's life, putting all kinds of evil desire, evil thinking and stuff. My brother and sister. But when they come down to hell, the demon depart from the person. The person, I didn't know you were there. Oh, yes, I was, the demon say laughing. Huh? It's terrible, my friends, but this, this is the reality of every everyday life down here. Thank you, Lord. You want to see how great Father is? Let me read it in his word for you. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. You know, when you're crying, usually you want someone there to comfort you and give you a hug. And let you know how loved you are and that you're not alone. That that person is there for you when you're grieving, when you're in pain. Father had even promised to be that for you in the new earth. And there will be no reason that you and I can think of what we will cry for. But I'm going to give you a reason why you will cry. If you find out that someone that you love did not make it, someone close to your father, your mother, someone that you really love, that you probably pray for, and God went to the person, brought it to the son, and, and they decided not to receive salvation. And you probably were expecting this person. And the Lord had to, had to come out to you and say, my daughter, I got to tell you this. Yes, Lord, tell me, Lord. Tell me, Jesus, tell me. Your mother, my father brought her to me. And I had my, my arm open for her. But she rejected me. She ended up in the lake of fire, my daughter. Oh, Lord, oh, God. I pray for her, Lord. I know, I know you did, you did. You're dead. I never gave up on her. Never gave up on her. I went to her, my daughter. Day and night, in her sleep, I gave a dream. I was there for her, my daughter. I was there. I was there. And my father would say, come, come, my daughter. 
come and begin to wipe your tears and say how much he loves you and that you will be with him for eternity. My God, I love you so much. You have all my love. My compassion is for you. And you will have his love forever. Enjoy his peace forever. You'll never lack anything. You'll never lack clothing or food forever. Nothing. And Father said, yes, my daughter, I, my, I brought it to my son. My son had his arm open to save her. But your mother rejected him. My, at her own decision, she ended up where she is. My daughter, apart from me forever. She'll never taste my, my, my mercy and love ever again, my daughter. I offer it to her, but she refused to. You know, that's, you will cry for the one you love closer to you. God took me to eternity. He passed me through the fire. Paul says to the Corinthians that our work will be put through the fire. Oh, I can feel Father love and thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He, lo he loves. He loves. Father, when we talk about him and his work, he loves it. He just, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can feel his love. So awesome. Thank you, Jesus, all over my body. He just, he just, he just loves. You know, when we love him, he, he, he always loves us. He just wants us to love him because he's always loving us. Thank you, Lord. He takes me to eternity. The Lord, I was before the fire and, and the end of the millennium. Where Paul says that our work will be put through the fire. I saw the column of fire. And I knew that fire was Jesus. And our work needed to go through. I saw a man, a Christian man, who had many bags with him to pass through the fire. Many things in his life that he cared for, not necessarily of God, but he was saved. He denied the devil offering at the end of the millennium. He, he remained for the Lord. Now, his work was going to be put to the fire, his own life. And Paul says that they will perish. They better make it through. They become dust. And I'm standing there, right? And I see him go through. He comes out empty. The fire began to consume all the things in his life that were not of God, that he pressured. They were dear to him. But they were not of God necessarily. And when, when the Lord put him through the fire, he came out the other side without anything. Empty, completely empty. I'm like, whoa. And that's exactly what Paul said to the Corinthians. Our work my brother and sister, is going to be put through the fire. Let me look up that verse quickly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we need to have that understanding. My brother and sister, 1 Corinthians 3.13, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, and it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire to try every man's works of what sort of it is. In other words, if it's of God, if it's not of God, 
if it's your own desire, if it's something that you really want, but it's not of God. Because a lot of people have a lot of things they really want, but they're not of God. And when they put their fire, they don't make it. And that's what I was watching there at the end of the millennium. And Elvie, your turn. <laughs> Get in line. I said, well, I've been serving the Lord. <laughs> you know, hey, my help is in the Lord. <laughs> I get in line, I'm nervous. It's my turn to go through the fire. I'm a little bit nervous. And I began to walk through it. As I'm in the middle of the fire, it began to consume things in my life that I I guess I was I wanted to have them but they were not of the Lord or it was I wanted to have them. It was just you know, if it has to be from God, of God, for God, for his kingdom. You know? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'll give you an example. How many cards do you need to get to the store? One. What happened if you got two? You see, it's an example that you can have something extra that you don't really need. You know? And that's the way it is in our life with a lot of things, okay, that we don't really need. And God, the Lord, can still give you more. It doesn't matter. He's not limiting you to one thing. It's just that then we want to add other things on top of that and another thing and another thing. (laughs) My brother and sister, but when it's put through the fire, boom, they are removed, consumed. My brother and sister. And so, we walked through the other side. I was so happy. I made it. I was in eternity. And immediately, I began to look for my children. Because that's, to us, family is very important. Very, very important. Family it is. And my brother and sister, I love my children. I want to be with them in eternity. So I had to look for them. I mean, I had talked to the Lord and Father about my children. God had talked to me. I'm sorry. God had talked to me about my children. And I have been allowed to talk to the Lord about them too. Thank you, Lord. And because I love my children. They've been given to me by God. And if I'm going to go to eternity, which I am, I want to make sure I have them with me. It's just, it's, it's, I say, it's common sense <laughs> to any human being who loves their children and their family. My brother and sister. And then the Lord showed them to me. They were in eternity with me. I saw them and I ran to them. I called them by name. What a surprise it was to me. My Lord, my God. He is good. He knows what we love. I'll give you an example. Noah and his children. They came in the ark with them. He saved them by grace. It didn't mean that they were right with God all the way. But God saved them by grace. Mercy on them. They received the Lord, saved by grace. That doesn't mean that all their actions were correct. How do we know that all their actions was not correct now? After they came out of the ark and the children separated themselves, what came out of the generation? Idols worshiping in some of them. When we had done Bible study and we read the, the sons of Noah and their generation, 
We will see fallen angels in them in their generations. But these are the same men that were in the ark with Noah. Noah by now have passed away. How do they end up in idolatry and so many other things? You see? My brother and sister, if it's already in their heart, God saved them by grace. They would have been saved. Then God brought them into the ark. And later on, that's why I read to people the generations of the sons of Noah. So you see where a lot of the things came from. But it's for you to realize how merciful God is. Because these things were in their heart before they went into the ark. My brother and sister. If God would not have been merciful, he would have said, no, you cannot bring your children into the ark. But God know how much Noah loved them. But then God loved them more than Noah. That's the fact of the matter. The fact is that God loved Noah's son as, as, as much as he loved Noah. He, yes, he loved Noah greatly because Noah was obedient, holy, and righteous before the Lord. Righteous in his generation. And God, you're not going to compare the righteous with the unrighteous. God has a special place for the righteous. But he also has mercy on the unrighteous. But the righteous is special to God. And, and God will set them in special place. That's why when I was being brought to the millennium, I saw the bride moving like angels. But then I saw other people that could not move like angels. They needed to go in bus and cars to get anywhere. The bride was flying like the angel in the millennium. Why? Why does the bride have the special power of God in their life that they can move anywhere like the angel? And other people got to take the train, got to take the bus to go to Jerusalem to speak with Jesus when we can go to Jerusalem in less than a second. We can just think of being there and we're there. We're moving like angels, but they're not. <clears throat> because the bride is special. And we'll get those special treatment from the Lord. God will never treat the, the, the unrighteous like the righteous. Because this is why he's calling us into obedience. His love and mercy is for all. Look at the days to come. In the days to come, there will be family going hungry, millions of them. And there will be a few righteous with abundance of food in their house. And they, the Lord says, God says to me the other day, you will lack no food in your house. He will make sure of that. So it's not based. I'm like, oh, I have a ministry, God. You know, I'm preaching your word. No, it's based on his faithfulness to us. That if we are repenting and seeking him daily, he will take care of us. We don't need to worry about food, clothing, or anything. My brother and sister, he take care of us. You all know my testimony. I haven't worked in 2010. Literal work for the world, just for the Lord. How many years that? And the Lord has taken care of my family and I. We have not lacked anything. His mercy endure forever. My brother and sister, we're under the payroll of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my equal opportunity employer. I work for him. He takes care of us. My brother and sister, hallelujah. He paid me better than the world. Thank you, Lord. He takes care of us, my family and I, because he's good. And his mercy endure forever. 
Thank you, God. But that's his mercy. That's his grace available for all. No one can say, oh, he's just, that's for you, brother. No, that's for all of us. That's for all of us. When you come to the millennium, New Earth, he already made it. It's somewhere up in, up above our galaxy. This, the third galaxy above, going straight to the right. Going straight to the right. I know this because the Lord showed it to me. If we go beyond our galaxy to the right, there comes another a space, empty space there. Above that space, maybe a few, a few million miles above there, there's another galaxy there. In that galaxy, there's a new earth there, which we call the millennium, thousand-year reign with Christ. And that new earth is where we're going to reign with Christ a thousand years. Since the devil and the demons are not allowed to go there, I was reading online that to the right, NASA trying to put a telescope out of our galaxy. But our galaxy is moving so fast that if NASA knew that if they bring the telescope out of our galaxy, they will lose it because they have lost all the telescope because of the movement of the galaxy. God had made it where that when NASA tried to look out, NASA can see the dangerous of moving the telescope out. And it's remote control. They can remote it out, but it, they'll lose the, the, because they'll go into millions of miles of space between our galaxy and the galaxy where the millennium is. The Lord will bring me, bring me. Now, when you go to that galaxy where the millennium is, you keep going straight up to the right, a few hundred millions of miles up. There is a planet called Eternity there. I, I know about the millennium because I came one time. The Lord was bringing me from Eternity. As I was coming down this way, that's when I saw the galaxy and the new earth. Then we came down to this earth. And I'm like, wow, now I know specifically in the direction there is. When you look to the Bible, it says that the, the kingdom of the north, the Bible says. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. It's in the word of God. My brother. So you keep going straight up to the right after the millennium, after that galaxy, and you'll come into another empty space. And as you keep going, you're coming to like into another galaxy. But that is eternity now. Somehow eternity and the new earth are connected. My brother and sister. And all that will be revealed to us later on. When the Lord rapture his bride, the, the thousand year reign with Christ, we come down, we'll fight with the Lord as an army of Jesus. We end up the millennium. The Lord will, this earth will be left empty in darkness. And we're going to the millennium with the Lord. And the new earth, we're going to reign with Christ a thousand years. My brother and sister, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. The Bible said there was no place found for, the, for this earth. They flee. It's, it's in uh, Revelation 20. Let me go back there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. For, it says that the old things have passed away. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. Hallelujah. We serve such a wonderful God. Awesome God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Lord. Let me see. Somewhere in Revelation where it says that the old the old pass away. Thank you, Yeshua. Well, he says in Second Corinthians five seventeen, and any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things have passed away. Behold the new comes to be a new. And that's include everything, not just our body, everything. Thank you, Lord. But the old passed away. Our earth passed. Thank you, Lord. It's also um, how they're going to come about. Thank you, Lord. Okay, here it is. Revelation 21. I was in, it was in the same verse 1. says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. Okay? So in case you were wondering, what is Brother Elby talking about? A lot of people say that. What is he talking about? That sounds too deep, Brother Elby. No, no, no. Just calm, calm. Calm yourself. It's Revelation 21.1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The new heaven and new earth is the millennium. That's what in that galaxy. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away. Heaven, this galaxy, this earth, passed away. Nominal things in the galaxy we're not going to need or use. You know, we got here Mars, the moon. We got a bunch of planets here in this galaxy. All that's going to pass away. Heaven and earth, passed away. What we're getting is a new heaven, new galaxy, and new earth. Completely all new. My brother and sister. I don't know for what reason Mars doesn't have water and a bunch of planets don't have water in regard, but I know that when the Lord brought me to the earth in the beginning, before he began to order things around, I was there with Jesus. The earth was was darkness, just like Revelation, I'm sorry, Genesis 1, 1 says, which it was so clear to me when I was there with the Lord. I was looking down to the earth, and the earth was really darkness upon it. It was ugly. Like Mars is right now. It was not red like Mars, but it was all this. It just was ugly. It was empty. There's no life in it. Until God began to ordain all these things. And that alone teaches us that this earth has been made to test us. The only reason why this earth is here. Because darkness was already here. It's not like you, my brother and sister, uh, you allow in darkness. It's that darkness was already here. Of course, he allowed it. See, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So that means that when he created it, it was all, it was all good. Now, what happened later on that the earth was without food and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep? What is darkness doing on top of the face of the deep? Now, this darkness is the fallen angel, Satan, and them, my brother and sister. How do we know that it's the darkness? Because when the, when the great tribulation began and the locusts are revealed reveal out of the pit, what do they do? They cause the earth to become darkness again. You see, same darkness that was in the beginning before God formed everything, when the locusts are released, Apollyon and all of them are released, darkness come upon the earth completely again, pitch black again, ugly again. And that's how people live for seven years, my brother and sister. You can be looking for the sun. 
I remember because I was talking to a sister in the Great Tribulation at one time. I said, Sister, why is it so dark here? I think she pointed me to the Bible. Didn't you not read God's word? The darkness will be upon the earth. She ha God has to use her to remind me of what the word of God says. And then when you go to when you go to Joel chapter two now, that's exactly what the prophet Joel says. My brothers and sisters. Which you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Darkness, my brothers and sisters. Upon the earth again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. Thank you, God. Here in Jochu, here it is. Um, the earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw from the shining. The beautiful stars. I like it in the morning when I'm taking my early in the morning, my children to the bus. Look up in the morning, I see the stars up here in the mountain. They look so clear and beautiful. And then I read here in Joe chapter 2 that when these things are released upon the earth, these locusts, these demons, all of these evil, my brother and sister, first of all, earthquakes. Second of all, the sun and the moon shall be dark. Again, as it was in the beginning that I saw that the Lord showed me, that we read in Genesis that it, darkness was upon the face of the earth. When it says face, Face is the first thing you look upon. It's what represents you, your face. It's what represents the earth, your face. My brother and sister. And when you look at the earth, you see the face of the earth. It was all so dark in the beginning. Now it's back again when, these, when the great tribulation began for seven years. So this time of grace since the sun, the moon, the stars have been out, has been the grace of the Lord. Upon us, it's mercy. My brother, it's time of grace that's going to end soon. And as it ends it, because it comes, it comes from the Lord, so the stars are there because of Jesus. The sun is there because of Jesus. The moon is there because of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And so then when it's like the Lord retrieving his own power, because the devil could not take it away from him. Jesus said, he had power to give his life. He had power to take it back again. So who is taking it back again? Jesus. He is taking back his own power because no one can take it out of his hand. It's his own life. His own life. My brother and sister, that he gave for the world. That offered himself unto the world. And so this mystery, when you read it in the Bible... You ask the Lord to help you understand. Then you see life in the sun, life and what it is now for us available, which is going to be taken out of the way soon. And then people, what we want, and it's like the Lord said that if you want to see God, see him to creation. When I ask Father, Father, give me a revelation of your son, Jesus. And Father brought me before the sun, the morning star. And all his brightness, and I'm there standing looking at the sun. Father was giving me a revelation of Jesus to us. So how do, where do we see Jesus today? To the sun, the morning star that comes up every morning. 
That is a representation of Jesus to us, a revelation of him. You can see the Lord to creation. You can see his love. You can see his mercy through it. When that is taken out of the way and everything turns into darkness that comes upon the, the sun and the moon shall be dark, my brother and sister, the stars shall withdraw the shining. It's a withdraw. I withdraw. No one takes my life. I, I lay it down and I take it back again. It's a withdraw. When the Lord withdraw himself, then people will see it for what it is and say, where is the Lord? This is what the question will come. Where is God in the millennium? In the great tribulation, I'm sorry. Where is God? Because the Bible says that the wicked says there is no God. But when did the wicked say there is no God? Because as long as they can look at the sun, there is God. As long as they can look at the moon, there is God. As long as they can look at the stars, there is Jesus. There is God. So when did they say there is no God? In the seven-year great tribulation. That's when the question about God is going to become. Where is God? Because the sun is dark. The moon is dark. The stars are dark. All heaven is completely dark. Like in the day Jesus uh, set from the cross it is done and gave out the ghost, darkness came upon the earth, my brother and sister, for three whole hours. And my Lord, my God, Mary was looking for the light. Because once you experience Jesus, once you have worked with him, and he's taken out of you, you're going to look for him. You're going to say, Lord, where are you, Lord? I used to feel your Holy Spirit, Lord. When we're on the earth, I used to feel your presence, Lord. Where are you, Jesus? Where are you, Lord? Mary cannot live without his presence, without the Lord. And Sunday morning, she runs to the tomb. And he saw a man there, which she thought it was a gardener. After she saw that the tomb was open and his body had been taken. And she looked and see the gardener there and said, where have you put him? She, she, she cannot leave empty anymore. Cannot leave without the Lord. He was not only her son, but she, he was the hope that in the heart of every man. He is the joy and the peace that is in the heart of every single living creature that he had created. And Mary cannot live without him. When you love the Lord, when you have a personal relationship with him, it is impossible to live without him. I got into heaven. I remember. And I was like in a place of a museum where they had all these things from, from the past. And the redeemed was saying, Elvie, come and see this. And I said, where is Jesus? Elvie, brother, come and see this. And I looked at him again. I said, where is Jesus? I cannot live without him. Cannot. 
like Mary, my soul is tied to him. And I said, where's Jesus? And as I'm going down, I see angels standing there, beautiful angels standing there, and God. And I said, where's Jesus? He's down straight. And I keep going. I find another one, another entrance. And I said, where's Jesus? And they said, "He's keep going. He's right before you. Before I enter a room, I can see him. I can see him standing like in a pulpit. He was teaching someone. I didn't want to interrupt because I can see him as he was speaking. He was moving his hand. Beautiful Lord. He's worthy to be in worship forever. And it was like a sheriff angel in the entrance. And he didn't want to let me in. And the Lord says to him, you may let him in. He may come in. And the angel allowed me to come in. And as I enter in, Lord, I began to cry. He says, why are you crying? Lord, I like Mary. When he asked the gardener, where have you put him? She didn't know she was talking to Jesus. Where have you put his body? Hallelujah. Mary. And again, she's so concerned. Because that's all you and I can do, concern ourselves. And that's not good for us. Not good to concern ourselves. Jesus rebuked me for my concern. Fear not, he says. Fear not. Because you allow fear when you concern yourself too much. And again, Mary, Rabboni, she says, Lord, my rabbi, my teacher, the very moment, it was Jesus talking to her. But in the beginning, she was so concerned that we're not allowing the, the word, the voice to come into her heart. And we see the peace of the Lord that surpasses our understanding. My brother and sister. And the Lord rebuked me in heaven and said for me not to be worried. He rebuked me. Lord, no, my son. Don't want you to be worried. Don't like don't 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 let your emotion take hold of you. Stay in front like a soldier. Soldier, you don't let, you know, when you go to work, you don't let your emotion get hold of you. Because then you won't fight. You won't, you won't concentrate on what you need to do. And that's why we look concentration and trusting on the Lord, not leaning on our own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your way, he says. And when you lose that concentration, because you're so aware, you're so concerned, you just want to get things right. You think God was expecting you to get everything right? He is right all the time. And when he's in your life, things are made right. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Not the other way around. No. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. He made things right. 
in us. Thank you, Lord. People walk like it's the other way. No, I got it. I got. I got it, and I got it, and I got it, and they stay in the I got it, and they never get anything done. Trusting in Him, putting all your trust in Him, giving Him all your heart, repenting every day, trusting on the sacrifice and the blood, on the cross, letting the blood of Jesus cleanse you through repentance daily, working. Your salvation with fear and trembling. Your personal relationship with him, one and one. He'll get you there 100%. His way will get you there 100%. Your way will take you the other way 100% to hell. Trust him. Trust him. He'll get you to heaven, to the millennium, to eternity, to the new earth, to eternity. He'll get you there 100%. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. When you go to heaven, like now, spend time with the Lord all you can. When you go home in the rapture, spend all the time with him. Oh, no, I got to go see my mansion. I got to see all these people that I know. Uh, you have time for that later on. Remember about eternity? Eternity is forever. Spend these seven years before we come down to fight the, en- the enemy host. Spend seven years learning with the Lord. If the Lord wants you to go into the angel battlefield and train before you come down and say, Lord, you want me to go to the angel's battlefield and train with the angels? Yes, my daughter. Yes, my son. Flee over there. Fly over there. Get yourself over there quickly and begin to train. Forget about eating a great lasagna in heaven, a great pie in heaven, enjoying a great feast in heaven. Now, it's the Lord's day for you, too. You go to heaven, and you continue to prepare yourself in the Lord. Whatever the Lord wants you to learn, do, practice, do so. I told you about the battlefield when we came down the end of the seven-year great tribulation. We were fighting the host of Satan. And we're not going to lose. But it was a fearful fight, let me tell you. He got mixed. Fallen angel with human and all kinds of stuff mixed down there, training every day. The Lord took me a few times for that lower part in hell. They have a training field down there. I saw mighty fallen ones fighting against mighty fallen ones with swords and all kinds of weapons. And all you can hear those swords and lightning and thundering, fighting. My brother and sister. I saw fallen angel Zeus fighting down there. He was calling all of them, come and fight me. Come on. And they were coming from everywhere and fighting them. My brother and sister, they are all training to fight the church. But the church wants to go out home to the feast and enjoy the meal and sit back and fill the belly. No, my brother and sister, we're going up there to train, going up there to prepare, come ready to fight. The final battle, my brothers and sisters, all over the Bible. Thank you, Lord. Got to get ready. So soldier of Christ, what the Paul said about the soldiers of Christ. Hallelujah. Very few people talk about the soldiers of Christ. I have brought it a, a, a few times, but we need a reminder of it. Thank you, Lord. It's important in the last days. We stay focused. Second Timothy 3, 2, 3. Therefore, Endure hardness 
as a great soldier of Jesus Christ. What war hardness is he talking about? What is it that, that we have to endure that many people are not enduring? That many people, no, no, I don't want to go there, brother. One, once I go home, forget it. I'm going to enjoy all the meal. Every day lay back on my belly and on my back and, and bring me this, bring me that. Therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The only people that I see that get really hard in their muscle and all that are people that are in the gym lifting weight every day or soldiers that are in the battlefield fighting. The Lord one day took a sister to heaven to the angel's battlefield. And so archangels and angels training. And as the sword hits, lightning was coming, fire was coming, and they will not stop fighting at all. It was a fearsome fight. Why are they always training up there? Because the enemy down there is always training too. Now, brother and sister, therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, Paul says. Hallelujah. We need to be ready. Second Timothy 2, 4, no man, and that's men and women, that warreth entangle himself with the affair of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. My brother and sister, Jesus was teaching the class and rebuked me in front of the whole class, my brother and sister. I began to cry right there. But he rebuked me for my own good. If he had never ever done that, I would have not learned that as a soldier of Jesus Christ, he wants us to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Taking the armor of God, my brother and sister, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against power, principality, powers of the air. Someone was asking me this week, what does it mean when it says power? Hallelujah. It means that, hallelujah, there are more than what we think. One thing the Lord led me to understand yesterday is that why did the Lord God did not forgive angels when they're falling in sin? Because when Satan went to them, my brother and sister, he did not deceive them. I see the thief Adam and Eve. Because these angels had a full understanding of God. God was revealed to them. They had a relationship with him for millions and billions of years. Satan could not deceive them. I see the thief Adam and Eve in the garden. Satan came to them to come in agreement my brother insisted that they will agree to follow him and be part of his fallen kingdom. And that's what they had in agreement. He was not about them. They were all sons of God together. As a sons of God come and present themselves before the Lord. That means that they are, they are one in God. They are brothers and sisters in God. They are equal in God. Beloved by God, my brother and sister, it was a mutual agreement 
that they came to be in with Satan when he came to them and introduced them the, the plan of having their own kingdom separated from God. And these angels heard what Satan had to say, meditated on what he was offering them, and agreed, mutual agreement, that they will come out of heaven and be part of Satan's kingdom. He did not deceive them as he deceived Adam and Eve, my brother and sister. And for that very reason, God can have mercy and offer salvation to Adam and Eve generation, but God cannot offer the same thing for the fallen angel because they were not deceived. They came with Satan in agreement out of their own wealth and out of their own knowledge. Not deceived, not misled. It was a mutual agreement that they made with the devil. And that's how they left heaven, in agreement with him. Not deceived, like Adam and Eve in the garden, who he deceived with a lie, my brother and sister. See, when Satan was in heaven, he did not lie to them. Because Satan, Lucifer, had not come to be in Satan yet. He went to them to make mutual agreement. And they agreed with him and decided to follow him. They were not deceived. And for that very reason, they cannot be pardoned. Pardoned can only be offered to Adam and Eve because they were deceived by the serpent, by the devil. My brother and sister, but not the fallen angel. It's a two-way different matter. That God had dwelled with righteousness, my brother and sister, and justice from the beginning in the matter. And they have no excuse before God and no pardon. They will be judged for the work and the church will be present there because the church have experienced mercy and grace of God. That even though it failed God at one time, when it repented, God had plenty of mercy and forgiveness. And based on that mercy that we have received, when we are with God in that white throne judgment, where Paul said, don't you know that ye will judge angel, fallen angel? When we are there, he meant fallen angel. And these fallen angels are brought forward and chained, bound. I found another verse that I was sharing with someone, also from the Bible, where they are brought before him bound. Okay? Before they are, they, they are launched from the throne and, and the white throne judgment, there's a verse in the Bible that he said, bind them and throw them into the fire. They'll be bound First, they're brought before the throne. They can be in chain. But then the Lord says, bind them and throw them into the fire. And I show someone that verse, but wow, everything is in the Bible, including the conversation and everything that's going to happen in the white throne judgment. It's in the word of God. My brother and sister, verses by verses, bind them and throw them into the fire. Jesus said, in the last days to his, to his servants, which are the angels. Of God. But as Paul said that we will judge angels, we're going to be witnesses of the Lord because Jesus said, Ye are my witnesses, he said. So we're going to be there as witnesses of the Lord. They will bind these fallen ones after they're judged, 
and thrown into the lake of fire, my brothers and sisters. It's going to be a sad day on that day for them. And that day is approaching, it's practically here. My brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. This is, this is the moment where we have to choose. Listen to what this sister say. This is going to help some of you. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, everyone. Granny here. Praise God, y'all. One day closer to going home. One day closer. I wanted to do this video. I felt the urgency to do this video today. I may lose some subscribers. I don't know. Uh, the Lord has taught me it's not about the numbers. It's about the listeners and the viewers. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about the rapture and everything, and I'm going to get to that, but I felt the urgency to get this message out there uh, before uh, I get to the happy part, because I felt the urgency, because I watched a video yesterday, and I'm telling you, I when I, back before I started getting really right with the Lord and everything, I used to watch horror movies, I did, and the video I saw yesterday uh, is nowhere near as scary as this was that I saw yesterday. And I left the link to the dis uh, in the description box to this uh, video this young lady put together. And, and it's about a preacher who had a near-death, or I'm not sure if it was a near-death experience or, a, or if he was, uh, but he had an experience in hell. And he showed a scene out of a movie that was actually based on a true story. And it was came out in about, uh, around about 1999. So it's an older movie. But the scene in this movie, and it's towards the end of the movie, is so scary. It really, it, 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 it got me to the core. It really did. I mean, I, I started... Because I remember watching a video just the other day of a young lady saying that she wanted to go to hell and she was okay with it so we could stop preaching to her, you know. And and as I was watching this scene in this movie, I couldn't help and I cried out to God, why would anybody want to go there? I don't, I mean, it really, it sent me into hysterics. And I warn anybody, if you click on that link, and you're sensitive and you have anxiety or panic attacks, you know, just go into it with caution because it's it's very, very graphic. It's it, it, it scared me to the core. You know, I had to do everything I could not to think about it no more last night because I had to go to sleep last night. So it was kind of hard to do thinking about all the people that could possibly go there. But the reality of it set in with me how real this is and and you know you never know you never know when the lord's going to call you home and we're all waiting to go home we're all waiting for the rapture to happen and i'm telling you we don't have long the fact of the matter is is if if you have not made a choice now and the rapture happens you're going to be forced forced to make a choice and our soul is very fragile, very fragile. And this movie I'm telling you about, it's called M1028. And M20, uh, 
10.28, it stands for Matthew 10.28, which says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both body, both soul and body in hell. There's several, several, several scriptures in the Bible that that talk about hell, that, that God has prepared a place, but it was for the devil and his angels. It wasn't meant for humans. And if you see this video, if you see this video, you'll know that there's no way God made that for humans. Uh, it says in Matthew, uh, oh, Matthew 20, 25, 41, uh, then shall he say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. It was just strictly prepared for the devil and his angels. That place was not prepared for humans. It's And the reality of it set in with me yesterday, and I'm like, you know, I feel an urgency to get this message out there, that how real it is. Now, I left a, a, a link to this video, and you can actually find the movie uh, on YouTube. And, and, and it's an older movie, and, and it's kind of boring up to, up to where she uh, uh, gets shot. This, this young lady is very rebellious to her family. And, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, I got a little cough, so excuse me if I cough. But she's really rebellious to her, towards her family, her, her mother and, and daddy. And I think, I, I can't remember, but she kind of, sneaks out to, to do something she wasn't supposed to do, and she ends up getting shot, and she ends up in the ambulance, and she has a near-death experience in that ambulance, and it is horrific what she sees. I'm telling you, it was horrific. Well, this preacher is telling about uh, his experience, and his experience was just like hers almost, and the way he describes it is just I mean, wow, just listening to him alone was enough for me. But when I had to see that clip out of that video, I was like, wow. Even the girl that was showing all this was hesitant about showing it because it was so, it was just so horrific. I mean, if you have a family member that's old enough, I wouldn't show this to little children. It would horrify them. They, they would never sleep again. I mean, seriously, that's how bad it is. Uh, he describes being down there, and, and he describes not being able to breathe because he says, you know what it's like to breathe in uh, sulfur. Sulfur releases gas when it's burning. Burning sulfur releases this gas. It'll kill you if you breathe it. But you're breathing it down there, and you can barely take a breath. You can barely breathe. And this is torment. 24-7, there's no relief. There's no... No breaks in between, you know. And he goes into the whole description. The fact of the matter is you never know when God's going to call you home. You never know when God's going to say it's time to come home. Now, I told you all about my sister leaving us early. You know, I told you about her yesterday on, on my video yesterday. And when she died, we were all told to just say she had an accident. But people, the reality is, is my sister was drinking, 
and she got into a car and she was angry and she got into a car and she had an accident. And and when this preacher was talking like, you know, you your relatives go, your relatives die and, and everybody's well, they they're in a better place. And he said, All I could think about when he was down there was that everybody thinks I'm in a better place. You know, you you know, every time I see somebody die, I always say, I hope they I hope they were right with Jesus. Even when my mother, which I'm pretty sure she was, I always say I hope she was right with Jesus. I always say that I hope they were right with Jesus. Every time I hear of an actor uh, dying or somebody dying on TV, um, I, I hope they, they were right with Jesus. I hope they were right. Because you never know. And, it, and it, it, it touches my heart because I lost my sister so young. She was so young. She didn't wake up that morning thinking that she was going to die. She, she was going about her day. Call her soul. Your, your soul is required of you. Oh, you never know, people. You never know when your day's going to come. And after you're dead, it's over. Whatever choice you made, that's where you're going to go. And why anybody would choose to go down there, I don't know. And I pray to God, I pray to God if this just touches one person and saves one person, that I pray to God that somebody watches this that needs to see it. Because it is, that that really brought me to the core. It really touched me to the core. Because after the rapture happens, you, you're going to be forced to make a choice. And everybody says it's not as easy as just getting your head chopped off. It's not that easy. I've heard people literally say, well, I want to be left behind because you know what? I want to show my loyalty to my Lord. You know, I'm going to go through whatever he wants me to go through. It's not going to be that easy. It's not like these old movies where you where you go run and hide and, you know, and everybody finds a can of beans. You know, I've seen those movies and they find other Christians and then they pray together and all that. It's not going to be like that. And if you read Revelations, if you read Revelations, at the end of tribulations, at the very end when Jesus is coming back, he's destroying everybody. That's, that's everybody that received the mark both small and great, rich and poor, that received that mark, was destroyed. All the saints had already been killed. All the saints were already killed. That's why they call them tribulation saints. Everybody else is still there and standing with the with the, the beast and, and his followers. Sorry, y'all, I got to cry and teared up a little bit. But the urgency in this, I mean, after that, it's over. Then hell will be thrown into the depths of the of, of fire. It'll be thrown into the, the fire pit, burning constantly. No relief, no, no breaks. I mean, it's just going to be constant pain. It's torment down there. Weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's torment. I can't, I can't stress it enough. I can't, uh, I don't know how, how much harder I can be about it. And, and 
I prayed, I prayed to God this morning, you know, because I felt the urgency to get this out there and tell people how how real it is. It's real. There's a real place. It speaks many times in the Bible. And this man will, will tell you all the places you can find it in the Bible. <coughs> now, he speaks a little fast, but you can write them down as, as he's speaking, and you can find all those scriptures in the Bible. But uh, just, you know, listen to him and, and write the scriptures down. I mean, there's there's plenty of scriptures in the Bible that talk about it, uh, hell. It was prepared for the for the devil and his angels. It was not prepared for humans. He didn't make it for humans. And it is unbearable. He That preacher was saying, you know, if he had it, experienced the fullness of the pain down there, it would have killed him. It would have killed him. But he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he was made only to experience a little bit of that pain. Because some of the things he suffered down there, he couldn't believe that he was still able to get up because he was tormented. He talked about maggots being on him and, and and everything it was it was horrifying so anyway i just i just felt the urgency to get to get that out there and how real it is and and you know the fact of the matter is is you never know when god is going to say your soul is required of thee you know uh, it's like i said my sister woke up that morning and was going through her day she was planning on moving here to Texas at the time, you know, she was, she had plans. She had three little children. One of them was a baby still in diapers when the Lord, when the, when she died that night. So you n just never know. You never know when you're going to walk out the door and it might be the last time you walk out that door. You never know when you, when you say to your loved ones, I love you, I'll see you later, that that's going to be the last time you say that. You never know. I think it's so urgent, and I really do. You know, people do videos. You know what? Who cares who says bad things to you? Who cares who do videos? At least when you go, you're doing everything you can to bring people to Jesus. You know, the urgency is out there. We don't have much time left. We're going home soon. Uh, praise God for that much, right? Just get your relationship right with Jesus. If you if you are sitting on the fence or if you've not gotten on that narrow path yet and you're still feeling a little bit lost, get down on your knees and you call out to God. You call out to Jesus. I want to know you, Jesus. Show me you're real. Show me everything and 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 i'll follow you and he will i'm telling you he will i cried out to him and he brought me here he brought me to where i'm at now i'm at a place where i'm not afraid to live or die and that's a good place to be stay there i'm good and i pray for it every day i have to i have to pray uh i have to repent and pray and deny myself and pick up my cross and and follow him daily daily and I, it's a constant reminder. And, I, yeah, I just want to go home. 
It doesn't matter what you have, what how hard you've worked for everything you've got, how much education you have. That stuff is useless. It's useless in heaven and it's useless in hell. When you're down in hell, everything you've ever learned is useless. Every works, good works that you've done, it's useless. It's the worst place to be. And I'll tell you, it, it was really hard watching that yesterday. I even had to take a break through it. And that girl had to take a break when she was showing it. You can find the actual preacher and you can find the actual uh, movie on YouTube. You just have to look for it. it it's called uh, M1028, which stands for Matthew 1028. So, I, you know, it's just a suggestion. You know, if you've got a loved one that's old enough and they're going down the wrong road, and if you show them this, this, they'll probably, you know, if that don't persuade them, then they're wax cold. I'm just saying. It is scary. <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> it just really gets you to thinking. And if it don't get you to thinking, then you're wax cold. There's no hope for you. Because it did, even me, and I and I am, you know, I, I am close to the Lord. I, I feel like I do have a good relationship with Him. And it, it certainly got me to thinking. And it got me to thinking about all my loved ones that's already passed away. I pray that they're, I pray that they, that they were right with the Lord. I feel like they were. Like I said, my sister knew the Lord. You know, she knew Him. She, she, you know, she was a Christian, but she just made a bad choice that day. And it was a one-time choice, and I pray, I pray I get to see her in heaven. And that's what I pray anytime somebody goes, you know, I pray if they were right with Jesus. You know. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. I, I, I pray, you know, that, that this video hits the right people um we don't have long y'all we it, 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 i just feel the urgencies and and you can see the urgencies in many videos that i've seen and that we don't have long i mean it's it's being preached everywhere we don't have long people are having visions people are having dreams you know i watched one video yesterday where a girl uh had a, a a dream about being left behind and she was crying because she couldn't figure out why she dreamed that because she is a Christian and she believes and she was close to the Lord she finally prayed over it long enough and and she's uh, the Lord put it on her heart that that you know she, he wants her to get the urgency out there to get the the message out there that being left behind is you know you don't have to be the good news is, is you don't have to go to that place and you don't have to be left behind. You can go. The, you know, there's there's no reason to go down there. There's no reason to be left behind. Jesus made it so easy for us to, to be saved and to know he is real. Everything is real. <laughs> That's the reality of everything. Everything else that we're going through here in life and in our flesh are just uh, noise. It's just noise. The reality 
the reality sets in, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, at the end of our life, our, our goal and is the choice that we made is either going to heaven or going to hell. Whatever decision you make, that's, that's the, that's the, that's where you're going to go. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. What you've done in between, at the end of the day, is not going to matter anymore. But it's like, it's like uh, Crystal Love for Christ, I think she was talking about at the end of this video, is, is get out there and talk to people. Spread the word. Tell people. Talk to people. Do your videos if you're if you're considering doing them. It, you're gonna get some backlash on it. I I did, but the Lord kept pushing me forward, and and here I am still doing them. Do the videos. At least you're doing something, and and you're not the you're not the one that's burying their talent. You're the one trying to bring more people to Christ. That's what He told us to do. That's what that that. Uh, parable was all about you know you could be the one burying the talent because you're scared to do it scared to share this and you're scared to share the gospel or you could be like the others and go out there and share it and bring more to Christ if you just bring one to Christ you've already doubled the value you've already doubled the value of that word that gospel so yes uh, that's what the Lord told me when I was talk when I was thinking about quitting. He's like, uh, you know, keep pushing forward. Your videos are doing what they're supposed to do, and you know, don't discourage anybody else from doing them. I, he wants everyone to get out there and share this, share the good news. And I know what I shared just a minute ago. It was it was kind of uh, scary, you know, kind of, you know dreaded news but I felt like every you know there's some out there that no needs to know the reality of hell and they need to know that it's real there's many places in the Bible where it talks about hell a place of being of, of weeping and gnashing of teeth a place prepared for the devil and his angels it wasn't prepared for humans but your body and soul will be there this this preacher was saying I knew I was I was real. He said I felt everything, and if I'd have felt the the whole intense of it, it would have killed me. He wouldn't even woke woke up from it. So you know the reality is there. So pray that this you know I, I just pray that someone gets this that needs it that maybe you're sitting on the fence maybe you're confused you know don't let people confuse you there's a lot of false preachers out there and a lot of false teachers out there don't listen to them go to God and lean on God's understanding and and let him comfort you just ask Jesus Jesus I want to get to know you better or or if you don't believe in him, just say, God, if you're real, please show me. He will. Just try it. You know, just, just give it a shot. I guarantee you he will.
He will show you he's real. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. So I pray that this finds you well. And I'm I'm sorry for being so dramatic, but I couldn't I couldn't help but feel the urgency to get this out there. I'll leave a descript uh, I'll leave a link to that video in the description, and you can go watch it for yourself if you if you're brave enough. Um, it was really it was really hard to see. So, but, you know, and you can find the movie, it's called, and I'll leave a, I'll try to leave the name of the movie uh, underneath the, that link, so you'll, you'll know to look for that movie. So, I want to go over the prayer list, we've got a few new names on it, and uh, praise God, you know. Praise the Lord, everyone. Uh, welcome to the God Solar 7 End Time Prophecy Channel. Um, I'm Sister Barbara, and I'm here today with the prophecy that I received yesterday. Let me see. I think it was um, November 21st, but let me just check. Okay, I have it written in my phone. I'm sorry, November 20th. So uh, join me in the King James Version Bible. I'm going to be in, let's see, the book of Genesis, um, chapter 17. Wait, I'm sorry, chapter 7. Uh, chapter 7, we're going to start at verse 16. Come on, paper. All right, verse 16. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. And the flood was 40 days. I could feel the Holy Spirit. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth. And the waters increased and bare up the ark. And it was lifted up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. Well, Holy Spirit. And the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. And all the high hills and that were under the whole heaven were covered. All right, let's see. Do I want to go further? Yes, skip down to uh, 23. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle. Look at the Holy Spirit. Wow. And the creeping things and the fowl of the heavens, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Remember that. All right, so we know where we stand here. We're in the days of Noah. All right, so again, I got this uh, Monday, November 20th, I think first thing in the morning when I was praying. The end of days are upon you. The day of vengeance, the day of the Lord, the wrath of the Lamb. Wow. Are you with me or against me? Will you escape my fury? Will you be left behind? Whoa. All right. Tribulation, death, and persecution that has never been seen or will be again. Okay, this is what's going to happen. I am calling you to come to me before the ark door closes. This is just what he says here. Let's see if I can find that. Find it quickly. All right. Back up. Okay, so here's what, what happened with Noah. 
had commanded him uh, to take all the animals, and the Lord shut him in. How's that? So what is he saying? I am calling you to, here's the Holy Spirit, to come to me before the ark door closes. Don't ignore my call. These are the days of Noah. There we go. Do I have anything else here? That's more than enough. All right, no, he always spares people. So don't be distraught. This is why I'm saying this. He always spares people. He does the same thing all the time. He lets people know what's going to happen, like he let Noah. He told him what to do, like he told Lot. He, and you always know what he's going to do. He never changes. You should be reading your Bible and know this. So he's going to re- spare people. This is what he did uh, in Noah's time. We're in the same time again. Things are really bad on the earth every time I look in the, in the what do you call it, in the headlines. So repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, you can read about that in the book of Acts, Acts 2.38. All right, let's look at this again. All right, will you escape my fury, or will you be left behind? That's a good question. Do you pray that you are counted worthy to escape the wrath? You should be. I do. I pray it every day. We know he's very unhappy with what he sees. He's grieved. He's grieved like he was at the time of Noah. He's grieved again. And then he takes action. He's not just sitting back like this. Hmm. Well, let's see how far they could go. Now, that's usually what I do when, when I'm having a problem with someone. Um, I usually um, I had this joke years ago that I just give them enough rope, and you can probably figure out what my next phrase is. Because they will do it to themselves. I don't need to do anything. I just will sit back and then see what the outcome was. So he is that he's going to do something. Will you be left behind? Left behind for what does he say next? Tribulation, death, and persecution that has never been seen or will be again. Look at the Holy Spirit. Wow. You need to evaluate your life. You need to repent daily. Um, uh, let's see what else. Forgive people for anything they might have done to you that's like, I want to say that's like your heart is dwelling on, a hurt. Forgive. He says, forgive and you will be forgiven. Now, you should be reading your book here, your Bible. If you want to know what's going on and what's going to happen, again, I said it's in the book of Revelation. That's where we are. We're in the book of Revelation. Things are going to change quickly. Okay, let's see. I am calling you to come to me before the ark door closes. Don't ignore my call. These are the days of Noah. He says right in the scripture what's basically going to happen at the last days. And please don't stop praying. He's listening. He hears you. Um, Don't think that because nothing is going on that he doesn't know where you're standing. He knows exactly what's going on with you every second, every minute, every day. He knows. Don't stop praying. That's what the devil wants. He's going to sneak in there and say, oh, he's not listening. Yes, he is. He answers prayers not in maybe your time because your time is different than his time. And maybe the prayer that you're praying is not what you should be praying. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is serious business here. This is like eternal life or death. Now, I'm not on here all these years, you know, just uh, uh, what, what did Brother Daniel used to say? Uh, speaking went. 
No, I'm not doing that. This is my job. My job is to call sinners to repent before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And to call sinners to repent, let's see what else. The day of vengeance, the day of the Lord is upon us. This is what my job is. To call as many people to repent and get into the, the plan of heaven before disaster strikes. Sudden, sudden destruction. Read about it. It's all over the scripture. What else? Let's see. So he did the same thing at the time of Noah. He did the same thing at the time of Lot. He always spared people. You need to pray daily that you are worthy to escape the wrath. What does he say here? Let's see. The wrath of the Lamb. Are you with me or against me? Yep, it only goes one way there. Will you escape my fury or will you be left behind? Left behind for what? For the Antichrist and his reign. His reign, I'll say, is like his reign of terror. He's already positioned. You need to have the Holy Spirit and spiritual eyes. He's already positioned and ready to um, step up. Now, uh, this morning I got a vision, but I'll, I will wait till tomorrow to put that up. And I have several people, uh, current people, I want to say famous or important people, mentioned in the, the um, vision uh, uh, for tomorrow. I'll put that up tomorrow because I think that goes with this. Tribulation, death, and persecution that has never been seen. Yes, Antichrist is ready to step up. And it has to come to pass. It's written in the Bible. Everything in the Bible will come to pass, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe in God or not. There's no way around it. What else? I don't want to ramble and go too long here. So please, make sure you read your Bible. Let your family know what's going on here. I'm waiting for the rapture. This is what I'm doing. And I'm saying it straight up. I'm waiting for the rapture. Based on this prophecy and the other ones we have, I'm waiting to go. Will you, be, will you escape my fury or will you be left behind? Make sure you're not left behind. Because it's going to be horrible. Your loved ones. They need to know what's coming. Fire and brimstone. Fire. Sudden destruction. Alright, so let me, um, let me, uh, what do you call, let me first of all thank everyone for all your encouraging comments. Thank you everyone that supports the ministry financially so we can help other people. Um, thank you everyone for the translations in other languages other the, under the videos. Um, let's see. Thank you everyone that supports the uh, ministry financially. Okay, that's Brother Dan. I just missed the news at the doctor's. Alright. I'll talk to him when I'm done here. Okay, um, again, make sure you have an emergency plan. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, some cash on hand, uh, a way out of town, all of these things. We know things are coming uh, with weather events. I have weather events with destruction. What else do I have? Volcanoes erupting. Now, somebody sent me a message that like 40 volcanoes erupted in like one day. I was like, whoa. You know he's coming. You can see the signs. Look around. Don't be deceived. That's why I told you to read your Bible. Do not be deceived. Okay, now I'm starting to ramble again. Okay, so what I want to do is um, we need some prayer. Of course, Brother Dan is at the doctor's. Um, he's still in, like, horrible condition. So please pray for him. 
Uh, my son Joseph, he, he'll be getting out of jail, and, and we're have, just having problems with wh where is he going to live. That is the problem. Um, we have other people on the page. My, my friend Tim, he seems to be doing better. Thank you for his prayers. Um, his grandma, um, let's see, our friend Jean, um, uh, Karen, yes, we're still praying for you. Uh, I have a whole list of people, and I don't want to slight anyone, but I can't remember everyone. Um, I think I covered everything. If you have a prayer request, again, leave a comment under the video. We usually go through all them. Brother Jen usually goes through them as long as he's up to it. Um, am I missing anything else? I like when I'm done and I remember what I, what I missed. Okay, so we love you guys, and uh, you're our family. I said that before. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family, um, and please don't stop praying. That is my, my best advice here. Okay, so I'm going to sign off there. We love you. Um, come back tomorrow. I'll be um, cooking all day. Um, but I'm going to try to put that vision up first thing in the morning before I get start my, my job for tomorrow with Thanksgiving. So God bless you all. We love you guys. Again, thank you for everything. Okay, it's going to snow. Yes, it's going to snow today. So we're supposed to have sleet, freezing rain, I think, and snow uh, later. And uh, Sister Amber is on the way now. So God bless you all. We love you. Be safe. Again, check in. If you don't see us on, on any videos, I will be doing the vision tomorrow. God bless. Daughter, my timing is perfect. My ways are perfect. No man knows lest it be revealed by my Father what will happen in completion upon the earth. Man has for the most part played the harlot, allowing idols in their hearts and minds over obeying my Holy Spirit. Why must this be? My ways are much higher and I care for my children with an everlasting love, a love so strong I chose to die for all. The change that will fall upon mankind will in one moment alter everything, and nothing will be the same. My mercy is found both before and after this event. The wise will know before and take advantage of filling their lamps with the oil of my spirit and the foolish will stumble because they lack wisdom. Which side will you be on? Have you asked me for wisdom? Have you sought me for direction? I tell you now that hard and terrible events will cause change that is beyond man's ability to truly prepare unless they abide in me. Prepare your hearts, prepare your minds in my spirit, because without my Holy Spirit directing you, you will walk in fear and terror. Prepare your hearts in my word. Store up my counsel in prayer. Train yourselves to hear my voice in prayer. Train yourselves to pay attention to the smallest details in prayer. It's my hand that guides you into safety. I have every detail worked out for your life. Those who choose to follow me will be used greatly in my harvest. I was praying, and um, as I was praying, I received this message from the Lord on November 11th of 2023. So the message began with a vision, and in the vision I saw a vector 
and it was a vector that was showing the, um, the locations of north, south, east, and west. And then right after I was shown that vision, the Lord gave me this message, and I want to read. The Lord said, From the north to the south, and from the east to the west, the world will know that I am the Lord. For my mighty hand is poised to strike, and the wicked will be full of terror, and the righteous will rejoice, says the Lord. Oh, I see their plans of war and their plans of takeover, and I laugh at their plans, says the Lord. My laughter will shake the heavens and scatter my enemies, says the Lord. For my enemies have been scheming and planning, but when I laugh, they will scatter. When I laugh, their ley lines are severed and their strongholds cut off, says the Lord. Listen, listen, listen for my laughter against my enemies, says the Lord. I want to read to you Psalm 2, verses 1 to 5. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and, and distress them in his deep displeasure. Then the Lord continued and he said, My voice is mighty and will break the cedars of Lebanon. My voice causes the oceans to roar. My voice causes the earth to split. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Psalm 23, verses 3 to 5. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. Then the Lord continued and he said, The fear of the Lord will be upon the people, and the wicked will gnash their teeth, but the righteous will bow down and say, Glory to the Lord Most High. A time is coming soon, my child, when the world will know that I am the Lord. Psalm 37 verses 12 and 13. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. Then the Lord said, I have the victory. When things look bleak and it seems like the whole world is upside down with wicked and evil works, just know that I have the victory, says the Lord. The season of wickedness and lawlessness is about to end and order will be restored, my order, says the Lord. So look to me, the God of order, to bring this chaos to an end. Look to me to end these wars, the one between Russia and Ukraine, and the war between Israel and the Hamas. So that was the message that I received on November 11th. 
The second thing I want to share with you came from a brother in Christ who also operates in uh, the prophetic. Um, he said, uh, he shared with, he, first of all, he shared this with me and I felt very impressed then to put this also in the video. So he was in prayer and he said he had this great joy that just flowed deep from, from within his belly and it was like a supernatural joy that was permeating him. And then he went into a vision which completely shattered his joy. In this vision, he saw a child in a cage, and the cage was embedded in a wall in an underground tunnel. The little boy was dirty, and he had his face pressed up against the bars, and then he heard screaming. And then the Lord told him that the blood of the, of the children is their currency. Then the Lord spoke these words to him. The Lord said, do not forget my children. Tell the people to pray for the children and contact their friends and tell the churches to pray for the children. The Lord said, if people will pray, it will crush the enemy and crush their plans. So I am putting out a call to uh, prayer today for the children who are in these tunnels and are being used for sex trafficking and for blood sacrifice. I am also including a prayer to call uh, for the children and the hostages in the tunnels in Gaza. So please lift up your voices and pray for the children. And they will be released from captivity. And we're going to pray that their, their, emotional heal, or their emotional wounds and their physical wounds will be healed by Yahushua Jesus. In Revelation 5.8, we see the 24 elders, they fell down before the Lamb, and they each had a harp and golden bowls full of incense, it says in the scripture, which are the prayers of the saints. And that's in Revelation 5.8. So when we lift up our prayers for these children, the golden bowls get filled up, and then God pours those bowls back down as his answer to our prayers. That's why it's so important for us to pray because it fills up those golden bowls in heaven and then God hears and, and so that, that's what our aim is. So if you are willing to pray for the children who are in captivity, please place a comment um, below the video and saying, I'm praying for the children and then put your, if you live in the U.S., Put what state you're from. If you live out of the country, place the country that you're from. I believe, um, along with my brother in Christ that, that gave me this, this message from the Lord, that we can get a worldwide movement of prayer for these children. And this will be the tipping point for their release. Hallelujah. So thank you and God bless. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me once again on my YouTube and Rumble channels. Today is October the 31st of 2023, and I'd like to share another word with you from the Lord today. The Lord has been speaking to us about coming and ruling over the earth whether that is at the time of the rapture, shortly after it, 
or if it takes place at the same time as the tribulation. In my mind, it has been confusing to try to understand the timing of the end time events. And there is a question mark of the order in which they will take place. In this word today, the Lord once again speaks of his overtaking and setting up his kingdom. But at the same time, he is speaking of a destruction that is taking place, a tearing down at the same time as the building up. And so, though it may not fit into my theology, I need to have my heart open to hearing what the Lord's plan is. And so today, as you hear this word, I encourage you as well to be open. I hope you will be blessed as you hear this word. It is titled, The Takeover. I'll begin by reading scripture. Jeremiah 31 verse 28 Just as I watched over them to uproot and tear down and to overthrow, destroy and bring disaster, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, declares the Lord. Though this message in this verse of scripture applied to Israel, it expresses the heart of God to uproot, to tear down, and to overthrow, and bring disaster, but for the purpose of rebuilding. Zephaniah 3 verses 8 through 9 Therefore wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day I will stand up to testify. I have decided to assemble the nations, to gather the kingdoms, and to pour out my wrath on them. All my fierce anger, the whole world will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger. Then I will purify the lips of the peoples, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. Once again, this passage of scripture reveals the heart of God. He is declaring that a day is coming when in his jealous anger he will testify against the people. He will pour out his wrath upon them. But then he will purify them that they would call upon him and serve him. Revelation 11 verse 15 The seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven which said the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah and he will reign forever and ever. This scripture verse speaks of a time when the kingdoms of the world will be overtaken by the kingdom of the Lord, who will reign and rule over them. I'll begin reading this word. 
It is time for the takeover, says the Lord. I am taking over the kingdoms of the world. What you see is the destruction of the old, making way for the new. I have assigned my angel armies. They are on mission to dethrone men and to clear the way for the rise of my kingdom warriors to take their place. You ask, what good can come out of destruction? I tell you that this move of my spirit will remove the old order of things, uprooting and tearing down to clear the way for my kingdom to emerge in its fullness in the earth. Is this too difficult for me? Open your eyes to see the toppling of the giants in the land, the culture of the Antichrist removed from the face of the earth. You have been blinded, deceived by the enemy to believe this culture would remain. I am shaking all things, and only that which is of me shall remain. Get ready for a great shaking of the nations as I pull down the strongholds over the land and institute my culture of righteous rule as I take industry into my own hands, shaking out the old and bringing in the new. This is the day of reversal. This is the day of victory for the saints of God. This is the day of the Lord. My heart desire is to reach the nations with the word of life and truth, and I will use the music industry to accomplish this. I am the author and perfecter. I am perfecting my plan to reach the nations. Do you see and do you understand that the word of the Lord needs to be sent far and wide to reach the people? It needs to be put into the hands of faithful servants who will carry it. It needs to be made available to all. And this is the way I have chosen to send my word forth into the homes of the people. I will send it via airwaves for airplay. This is the plan I have developed to reach the people. You will see how efficient is my way of reaching the masses. Watch to see as changes are made. I will keep the emphasis on the words and the music and off the vessel used to capture them and thrust them forward. You will see how I make the transition, says the Lord, how I flood the airwaves with the song of the Lord, how I take over the industry, how I bring about the revolution in the industry, a complete turnaround, the emphasis taken off the artist and put onto the Lord, who is the giver of life. I have stepped into the industry and erected my standard in its midst. Soon all of its aspects will line up with my will and purposes. No longer will the industry condone the artist, but will recognize the works of art as created by the Lord. 
I will accomplish this, says the Lord. I will institute justice into the recording industry. I will not allow greed and idolatry to influence choices. I will remove these elements and the whole industry will come into line with my will, my way, my purposes in this day. I am taking it over, taking it out of the hands of the ungodly. All musicians shall line up with a code of ethics I am distributing in the land. All songsters shall adhere to its rules and regulations. No evil shall enter its premises, for I shall close the door to evil, bar it up so none is able to come through. I am erecting a standard of holiness in the film industry as well. Pornographic media shall be deleted from its content. You will see a great changeover in this industry. Laws and regulations shall become stringent and indecent acts and profanity of all sorts will be boycotted. I am erecting my council of judges who will judge the works and eliminate those that do not conform to the standard of the Lord. All illicit use of media will come under strict judgment. It will not be used for personal gain, but will conform to the purpose of the Lord to reach the nations with the testimony of Jesus. I am taking over the clothing and fashion industry. No longer will brand names be exalted. I am bringing every name down in heaven and earth, and the whole earth shall bow to one name, and that is the name of Jesus. This is an avenue of expression that I will take hold of and use for my glory alone, says the Lord. I will wash through and clean up. No longer will the haughty rule the industry. I am taking it out of their hands and putting it into the hands of my humble servants. I will strip pride and idolatry away, and only fashions that are modest will be made available to the marketplace. I will close doors to all who would seek to oppose my will in the industry. You will see the transition go from the development and fashioning of garments contributing to lust, greed, and idolatry to those that glorify the Father in heaven. A great upheaval is coming, a great trampling that will annihilate the workers of iniquity in this industry. My heart's desire and purpose is that the people would come into wholeness and wholeness is coming to the clothing industry. I am pulling out the props, the poles that hold it up, fashion trends that encourage lust, greed, immoral behavior will be removed. I am doing a great work in the earth. Fashion is being addressed in this day. Fashion statements and the fashion industry 
order is coming to the industry. Limits are being redefined. What was allowed will no longer be acceptable. And those who modeled where that is an abomination to the Lord will no longer lead in the industry. I am taking down stigmas, rules of the trade, removing stigmas put upon men and women. I am breaking down the hierarchy of power that has been in control and its captives shall be set free. Those in the industry who have promoted greed, lust, idolatry, pornography will be removed and the industry shall reflect the standard of the Lord. This is what I am doing in this day. This is the process you will see as I take down the kingdoms of men, as I bring my standard of holiness into the land. You will stand in awe when you begin to see the dismantling of the works of the enemy in industry as I move in and take over, says the Lord. In this word today, the Lord is speaking about tearing down and uprooting those things in industry that are an abomination to him. He is telling us that he is coming to take over the kingdoms of the world, to revamp them, to raise up those of his choosing into positions within these industries, those who will adhere to his standard of holiness. The Lord is telling us that he is going to institute his culture into the earth. And so we might ask the question, when will we see these things taking place? How does it fit into God's timetable of events? We see destruction around us, but is the destruction we see part of the tearing down and the uprooting of unrighteousness? We know a shaking is going on, and I'm sure we would all love to see iniquity shaken out of our culture. Is it time for the Lord's takeover? I ask that you wait on the Lord. And meditate on this word today. Are we ready to see a shift in our society? Changes for good. The old coming down. And the new emerging. Are we ready to embrace the shaking that needs to take place. In order for the Lord to accomplish his plan and purposes to rule the nations May the giants in our land topple and may the culture of Jesus Christ arise. I hope this word today has blessed and encouraged you all. Thank you for listening. Have a great afternoon and we'll talk to you again in the next video. Love and blessings. Bye for now.
Good evening, wonderful people. This is Deacon Up coming to you again from Power in Unity Ministries. Well, I don't know about your household, but it's been a busy one around here today. But I have God got me up and gave me this word, and I'm going to give it to you before this night is out. Praise his holy name. In fact, when I woke up around 3 o'clock this morning, I could not go back to sleep. <clears throat> got to get my singing voice on. I couldn't go back to sleep. I kept hearing this song in my heart, and I just wouldn't let me go. And it, and it's this one you and I have heard many, many times over and over in our life. There's a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, set the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, set the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well and make me whole. Spring up a well that I may see this life abundantly. I think I messed those words up in the front. But after you hear this word, you'll understand. Because right after I finally, I I actually laid there almost two hours just listening and I didn't hear anything else. And then all of a sudden, I heard four lines. And I said, well, that must be a signal that I need to get up. So come around 5 o'clock, I got up out of bed, and I started in there. And I couldn't even stop to just worship. I mean, those words are in my mouth and in my heart. But it just started coming. I skipped, I, All of a sudden, I saw this vision. I'm like, whoa, what am I seeing here? What am I seeing? It was so clear. I saw prison doors open and I saw balls of fire rolling faster and faster down like like down a street. And the faster the 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 faster they rolled, the brighter they got. Balls of fire and open prison doors. That's what I was seeing and I said, "Lord, what am I seeing? Why am I seeing this? <laughs> Hear what he has to say. I am setting the captive free. They are on fire for me, going forth to win the lost as in the day of Pentecost. Ooh, hallelujah. Oh, the devil is in for a run. Oh, my goodness. Carrying the word confident and bold to the young and to the old, glowing in my love with a the gentleness of a dove, speaking truth everywhere, the breastplate of righteousness they wear. They are walking in the spirit. They are walking in truth. Hallelujah. And I praise his holy name. They're walking in the spirit. Isn't this awesome? Listen to what he's saying. Carrying the word, confident and bold to the young and to the old, glowing in my love with the gentleness 
of a dove. Isn't that Christ? Speaking truth everywhere, the breastplate of righteousness they wear. I hear people ask, is Jesus really real? Or on Sunday, is it just a good feel? If they are to receive correction in the world filled with deception, my people do not need to just talk a talk. They need to walk a walk. It is important to walk in love 24-7 for many to believe again in hell and heaven. You hear what I'm saying? There's been, we are living in a world of deception. And for people, I've heard people, I've heard church people, people that claim Jesus Christ to be Lord of all, say they're not sure they believe in a hell because they believe hell is what they're going through now. And they don't believe there's a heaven to gain anymore. They're in doubt. I've heard it out of the mouth of Christians. Tell me we don't need encouragement. Tell me we don't need to hear what God has to say. He's about to break loose on something in this world, and we're going to look back and say, whoa, what was it he said yesterday? You're about, your, your presence about to be history. You need to walk into your future. Anyway, let me go on. Speaking truth everywhere, the breastplate of righteousness they wear. I hear people ask, is Jesus really real or on Sunday just a good feel? If they are to receive correction in a world filled with deception, my people do need to be not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. It is important to walk in love 24-7 for many to believe again in hell and heaven. As I open this next door, we're going into something new and different. You will see more and more of my glory as it descends in a cloud, many hearts. In the cloud, many hearts I will mend. You know, I heard some people, I get some comments about this glory cloud, this glory cloud, kind of talking like it's never going to happen, that they don't believe in it anymore. I've heard about the glory cloud all my life, and nothing's really happened. Well, let me tell you what. Back in First King, I think it's the eighth chapter, the Bible speaks about the the priests were ministering, and the glory cloud of God came down so strong that they could not minister. Now, what they did, I don't know what they did. Probably if it was me, I'd fall prostrate on the floor, and that's probably what happened to them. I don't know. All I know, that glory cloud is full of the power and the glory of God. And the same thing happened with Jesus. And I know it was a whole different situation, but it shows the glory the glory that surrounds them. Sometimes it just comes down to where we can't do anything but just fall down. We can't do anything. I've been there before. I know what it feels like to try to lift myself up off the floor and I can't move because of his glory. When Jesus was in the garden praying and, and the cohorts, you know, cohort could be anywhere from 300 to 600 people, came out 
with with uh, clubs and with lanterns and with in swords to get Jesus. And when they asked, they said, where is he? And Jesus came out in front and he says, I am he. When he said, I am, you know, the word he is in italicis, which means it was just inserted for you to understand the scripture. But the word said, I am. And when he said, I am, they all fell backwards to the ground. Can you imagine? 300 to 600 people fell down to the ground. They fell backwards to the, uh, I think it's in John. Oh, I don't even know what chapter in John, but it's in John. I may have it marked. I don't know. But anyway, it's in John where he says they actually fell backwards to the ground. Can you imagine the confusion when they tried to get up off the ground? That's the power of the glory that surrounded our Lord and Savior that day. And and when Peter drew his sword out and cut off the ear of the, of the, of the uh, guard, and I don't know whether Jesus picked up his ear and put it back on or whether he gave him a new ear. I don't know. But he went, he fixed him, he healed him. And he told Peter, he says, put it back in your shaft. He said, don't you know I could call ten, uh, 12 legions of angels and they'd come and rescue me? But this is why I came. I tried to explain it, but you couldn't understand at that time. That's the glory. That's the glory. Of the almighty God in his presence, you cannot stand. You cannot move. Hallelujah. Let me go back and just go to there and just, that came from the Holy Spirit. Somebody needed to hear that. If they are to receive correction in a world filled with deception, my people need to talk, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. It is important to walk in love 24-7 for many to believe again in hell and heaven. As I open this next door, you will see more and more of my glory as it descends in the cloud many Hearts I will mend. Many I have kept in my quiver. Listen to what he's saying. Now released as flames of fire and flowing rivers. Woo, hallelujah. I can remember being in his quiver, learning, being taught, hallelujah, and still being taught, sometimes having to go back into the quiver. But he says, I am releasing when this next door opens and my glory descends and many hearts I mend, those I have kept in my quiver now release as flames of fire and flowing rivers. The balls of fire rolling down the street. Seeing the lame walk in the dumb talk, the deaf hear and the weak pick up their spear. Ready to fight, putting demons to flight, putting a stop to the downward trend, seeing Christ on top again. Who is he speaking something to our heart today of encouragement? The enemy pulling out all he's got, my people, his foundation rock. Ooh, hallelujah. For they understand he is under their feet and all his help is running for retreat. <laughs> In retreat. 
<laughs> Glory be to God. Let me repeat this. The deaf hear, the weak pick up their spear, ready to fight, putting the demons to flight. Putting a stop to the downward trend, seeing Christ on top again. The enemy pulling out all he's got, my people, his foundation have rocked. For they understand he is under their feet and all his help is running in retreat. (laughs) Hallelujah to the Lamb. When everything around fails, love prevails. And the sky is bluer. Grass is a bright green. Birds now singing with a heavenly theme. The sun shines bright with its rays of light. See Jesus making everything right. Oh, what a beautiful sight. He is releasing from his quiver flames of fire and flowing rivers. Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah, there's a river of life flowing out of me. It made the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens present doors, set the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me, and you've got a river of life flowing out of you. Hallelujah. And when that happens, for they understand he's under their feet and all his help is running in retreat. When everything around fails, love prevails. And then what happens? The sky is blue. Grass is bright green. Birds are now singing a heavenly theme. The sun shines bright with its rays of light. Seeing Jesus making everything right. What a beautiful sight. He leads us into green pasture, gives us a glimpse of the hereafter. In white robes, we are dressed as by still waters we rest. Is this a glimpse of glory? A glimpse of our new home where no longer we will roam. No more burdens to bear when we get there. Our troubles here cannot compare to the beauty that awaits us there, where we will see Jesus face to face and thank him for his amazing grace. My Lord and my God, he leads us into green pastures, giving us a glimpse of the hereafter. In white robes, we are dressed as by still waters we rest. My God, a glimpse of our new home where no longer we'll roam. No more burdens to bear when we get there. But the troubles here cannot compare to the beauty that awaits us there, where we will see Jesus face to face and thank him for his amazing grace. When this next door opens, many chains will be broken. Many who have been held back now will have no slack. As Jesus cracks his whip, a change in leadership. Many towers will fall as he drops the ball. Balls of fire. Dissolving evil plans to crush in Christ we stand. 
My God, what a message. We are coming into a new phase where the Christian flag will be raised. Sounds of acclamation and praise to the one who conquered the grave. Throughout the ages, his love acclaimed. Jesus is his name. My God, what a mouthful of revelation and insight. Can I read just a portion one more time? You lead us into green pasture, a glimpse of the hereafter. In white robes we are dressed by still waters we rest. A glimpse of our new home where no longer we'll roam. No more burdens to bear when we get there. Our troubles down here cannot compare to the beauty that awaits us there, where we will see Jesus face to face and thank him for his amazing grace. When this next door opens, many chains will be broken. Hear this. Many who have been held back now will have no slack. As Jesus cracks his whip, a change in leadership, many towers will fall as he drops the balls, dissolving evil plans to crush in Christ we stand. We are coming into a new phase where the Christian flag will be raised, sounds of acclamation and praise to the one who conquered the grave. Throughout the ages, his love aflame, Jesus is his holy name. My Lord and my God, if I were you, I would go back and I would listen again and again. What a revelation of a coming event. Hallelujah. What a revelation, a glimpse into glory. When that glory cloud comes down, And those balls of fire get set forth. They're out of the quiver now. And they're rolling. And I don't even where how he he said it. I can't remember it all. How he said it. Uh, Well, anyway. Oh, yeah. Many are kept in my quiver. I release now flames of fire and flowing rivers. Flames of fire. Balls of fire going down the road. And as they rolled faster and faster, they got brighter and brighter. My Lord and my God. And then what happens? The sky is blue and the grass is green, bright green. (laughs) And the birds start singing a heavenly thing. It all is going to change after a while, people. We just got to believe and we got to go forth. Our calling is to go into all the world. You have all of my, I have been given all authority, Matthew 28 says. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. I want to read this one passage out of First King. 
10, uh, chapter 8, 10 and 11, and it says, And it came to pass when the priest came out of the holy place, there was a, cl- a cloud that filled the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. That's what we can look forward to. I said, Lord, I don't just want to walk in your anointing. I want to walk in your glory cloud. For every, I want to reach out and touch your people. My Lord and my God, how great and wondrous is his word. Now I understand completely the vision after he began to speak. Plain, pure, divine, Holy Ghost sent. Thank you for listening today. Pass it on. Give me a thumbs up. Get somebody else to to uh, join us in uh, subscribing because God's got words to say to you. It may not be every day, but it'll be mostly, pretty much. I try to do something every day or every other day. Whatever he gives me, I'll give to you. I know that Thanksgiving's coming up, and I do want, I have a Thanksgiving poem I want to, to quote. Maybe I'll do it next week. But um, there's going to, we're also in the process of moving. So this is going to take up a lot of time. I've got family and coming and uh, moving and, um, you know, Thanksgiving, the holidays. So if I miss a day, just keep on praying. Go back and listen to one of the words. Uh, uh, He'll encourage you every day if you just walk in his way. Praise be unto God. It's important that we don't just talk, but we walk the walk 24-7 in his love. Newcomer, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you to learn about who he is. You know when we when we just when we get saved, we we don't people you're not mature yet. You don't really understand a lot about who he really is. You you just met him. You like like you shake hands with somebody, you just met him. To get to know him, you have to talk with him in your private place and you have to get into his word and he will tell you exactly who he is. He will show you exactly who he is. But right now, all you have to do is admit that you're a sinner. I need a Savior. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to cleanse me, wash me clean. I ask you to mold me, make me, use me, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Use me for kingdom work. Is that your prayer today? If it is, All the old things have passed away and everything has become new and there is therefore no condemnation in you. Hallelujah. For all those who come, he says, for whosoever comes, you will not be turned away. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I love you so much. This was so rich today. So much if you just hear what he's saying. But God loves you so much more. Very desolate. There's no buildings. There's no houses. It's just plain desolate area. And as I'm looking straight ahead, I see two lions. This time I see both 
a male lion and a female lion, and they're both laying out there. They don't see me, but I'm looking at them, and they're there together. So I am thinking, wow, what am, what's going to happen here? Like, what are they waiting for? These two lions are there. I mean, there's nobody there. There's no homes. It's a very desolate area. But what are these lions going to do? Why are they there? So now I'm starting to piece it together when I wake up because I remember seeing the lion with the blood on its mouth. I see the light. God bless you, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome back to Cloud9 Blessings. I am Amber, and I hope that you are all having a very beautiful and blessed day in the Lord. I thank you for clicking on this video today because I wanted to share with you two very intense warning dreams that I received on both November 1st and November 2nd of 2023. So before I go ahead and explain to you about both of the dreams, I just wanted to let you know that I had a really hard time recording both of these dreams on camera when I got them. My camera wasn't um, acting right. My mic was going out. You could not hear the audio. I then, at the time of recording, I had a lot of noise that was going on. When I started recording this video, so it was very frustrating, but I really hope and pray that the Lord will intervene so that you can receive the messages from both of these dreams. Now, the first dream that I received on November 1st was very brief, very brief. But I will say I had never seen this before in any of the other dreams I had received. So I'm going to start there. So the first dream that I had received, I was with a bunch of people and it looked like we were leaving a restaurant. So we're leaving the restaurant, it's nighttime, and I look up to the sky and I see this huge red and orange fireball. Now, it wasn't coming down fast at all. It almost felt like it was kind of idling a bit in the sky, but I could see it and it was so bright and it was practically lighting up the sky and it was going down really, really slow. So this made me in a way think of what was going to happen at was mentioned in Revelation about Wormwood. So I now want to share with you the second dream that I received that was so intense for me. It felt so urgent and it felt as though it was a warning dream. So this dream had started off where I was an observer and I was in this hotel room. There was nobody with me and it felt as though it was the daytime because I would see that the lights were shining through the curtains and as I walk over and I'm in the room, something told me to open these curtains, to open them and see what was outside of the hotel room. So as I open the curtains and I look out the window, I was completely shocked as to what I had now seen because I'd never seen this type of animal in a dream before and the way he was placed was interesting for me. There was a lion literally outside of my hotel room and it was right in front of the door and its body stretched straight open with its arms out and its legs right there and it did not see me as I was looking out of the window but it was completely there. Then, as I'm looking at this lion more, I noticed that it finally started to turn its head towards me. And as I'm looking at it, it had blood all over its mouth and its jaw and its fur. And I'm like, wow, why am I seeing this? What does this mean? And I'm thinking this in my dream because I'm clearly, I'm shocked. I'm like, wow, I'm looking at a lion in a hotel room. 
There's this lion outside of here. If I even try to leave, I'm not going to be able to get out safely because if I were to jump out the window, the lion would probably attack me. If I open the door, same thing. I'm completely trapped. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And then the dream just instantly changed. I'm on the outside of another building. I don't know where I'm at. And I'm looking and it looks like there's a man with a rifle in his hand. And I see a lion in another location close to this building. But it almost looked like the gentleman was trying to get the people to come outside of this building so that the lion would maybe attack or hurt the people so that he could get out of there and would be able to escape. So that was another terrifying part that I saw because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this guy wants to get out of where he's at because he's trying to get away from a lion, but he's trying to get people to, you know, get to this lion, trying to get them out so that the lion would attack them so that he has enough time to leave. So that was really scary. And then I'm put in this other place again. And I'm like, okay, where am I now? So now I'm in this like empty dirt road area, very desolate. There's no buildings. There's no houses. It's just plain desolate area. And as I'm looking straight ahead, I see two lions. This time I see both a male lion and a female lion, and they're both laying out there. They don't see me, but I'm looking at them, and they're there together. So I am thinking, wow, what am, what's going to happen here? Like, what are they waiting for? These two lions are there. I mean, there's nobody there. There's no homes. It's a very desolate area. But what are these lions going to do? Why are they there? So now I'm starting to piece it together when I wake up because I remember seeing the lion with the blood on its mouth. I see the lion that's in a distance where the gentleman is trying to get people to come out of the building that are clearly hiding and trying to hide away from these animals. And then I'm seeing this desolate area road where there's another two lions. So then this made me think when I woke up in the morning, you know, I really wanted to delve and see what does the Bible say about lions? Could these be warnings? I mean, could this be a sign of what is to come? Because we know that in Revelation, it mentions that there will be wild animals that will come after people. And in a previous dream that I had received, I am going to attach that dream at the very end of this video. So if you have not seen it, please watch it, where I talk about seeing animals running down the streets. And I had seen it look like a bull and a bear in that dream. And I found in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 29, it says, Their roaring shall be like a lion. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry it away safe and none shall deliver it that was one scripture that definitely stuck out to me there because it makes it sound like um, they shall get a hold of of their prey and carry it away safe you know this could mean you know in the end times evil people will be trying to take uh, people away and trying to take them and rule over them because there's going to be a lot of things happening at that time so then I looked in again and I went into Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 15 and it's the young lions roared at him and growled. They made his land waste. 
His cities are burned without inhabitant. That really made me think about the last scene of the dream where the road was completely desolate and all I saw were but two lions. I decided to look just a bit more and I found this scripture in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 15 in the King James Version. And it says, As a roaring lion and a ranging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. So when I saw these scriptures and I analyzed what I had seen in my dream, I felt as though I had seen people that were left behind during the tribulation period that were hiding in that building, that were trying to stay away, that were hoping that they would be okay during this period of time because there was a lot of people that were in control and the lions could have very well represented people that will be in control at that time, nations, and so this really just made everything um, come together and made it make more sense to me after looking and analyzing everything. Then soon after, which was really interesting, I had seen on the news that there was a lion that was on the loose in Italy and was on the streets. And when I saw this, I'm like, could this just have been a confirmation for me about my dream? I mean seeing that and then having the dream and seeing the lions and then reading this about, you know, the wicked ruler and about just all of this put together. It just really came together. Um, please comment and let me know. Have you had a dream similar to this? Have you seen a lion in your dream? Um, have you been in a, a dream where you were observing something similar to this, people hiding? If so, I would love to hear about it in the comment section. So please let me know. But this just definitely felt as though it was a warning and it was very urgent to share with you. So I'm really hoping <laughs> that this video comes out okay and that you can hear the audio and everything turns out okay. Because as I said, I was having so many problems the first time around. I really appreciate you all taking the time to watch this video today, brothers and sisters in Christ. If you are enjoying this video, please like, share, and subscribe, as well as hit the notification bell so you are constantly notified when new content is added to this channel weekly. And I also wanted to mention that our channel now has channel memberships. I am so excited. In the almost four years that I have been on the YouTube channel, I have just started the channel membership option. There are some really fun levels that you can partake in that have to do with uh, getting early releases on special videos, exclusive members-only content that I will be making, uh, members-only polls. I am really excited. And then you can also have some really fun emojis and badges to earn being on the channel. May God bless you all, family, and have a very blessed week.